You're listening to another episode of Total Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. All right, Total Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. I'm John. And I'm Scott. And this is episode 280, Scott. That's right, John, episode 280, and we had a week off. Because yeah. Because we just couldn't get our shit together. <laughs> yeah. Why do you always say we like I had anything to do with it? Come on, you there was one night you didn't couldn't do what? something, right? Was it me? I thought you couldn't do it Monday and I couldn't do it Tuesday. No, and then, Monday you had to pick up your wife from the airport and then I said, Well, just get her a taxi. <laughs> then Tuesday yeah. you had to go see Superman and then Wednesday you asked, but I was already going out with some friends to see abandoned fireworks. Right. At MB Financial Park. We went to uh, the Hofbrau House, met some friends there, and drank some German beer and ate German food. And then watched the rest of Ara. Ara. Are they like a cover band? Or yeah, what? they play Journey and Sticks. And, were they good? Yeah, they were fucking awesome. Well, it was just like the album? Yeah. Exactly. Like, a Kangaroo Court was a cover band, but we added our own little twist to it. Right. Because like, we weren't too lazy to really learn right. the song the right way. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Well, no, I, I think that's... Um, I I think that, that that can be appreciated, certainly. Um, but I, I, I do like the, the twist. The yeah. Because I used to go see cover bands and they'd play it just like the fucking album. Yeah. Or even if the band played it, like if you went to see Journey and they played it just like the album, yeah, be like, why didn't I just Lame. fucking listen to the album? I know. I just watched. Um, I just watched uh, Sticks, the whole Grand Illusion album, and uh, they did the whole album. And Todd Zuckerman, who plays drums for them now, he did not play it like the original John Panazzo. Mm-hmm. Uh, played the drum parts. He played. He played to the song exactly the way it should be. But then he did all these fancy licks and stuff in there that were really cool. And then the, the band, you know, they sang it just right. But then they did some cool, uh, like breakdowns in the song and uh, some extended guitar solos. Like they played the hooks of the guitar solo. But then they uh, would go off and do some other shit, which was really cool. That's what I always appreciated about Led Zeppelin live and The Who live. Because if you listen to Tommy, the album, the yeah. studio album, it's kind of bland. Yeah. You you hear that live and it, it fucking explodes. It's big. It's big. And Zeppelin, you, you hear the studio album and it's good. And then live, they would always, you know, do something a little extra. And you mentioned the drummer, uh, Bonham, to me, on the live performances. In the studio, he was very conservative. And live performances, they let him do whatever he wanted. Yeah, because he was was wasted. (laughs) Is that why? (laughs) I don't know. But it was good. It was really good. I never appreciated how good Bonham was as a drummer until just recently when I started breaking down some of the licks that he played and listened to drummers talk, really good drummers talk about um, how good of a drummer he was, and uh, Keith Moon on another 
end of the spectrum. I never thought he was that good of a drummer. Until Always I, a big fan of Keith Moon. I know that, but I recently heard um, Neil Peart, Peart talking about the Scientologist. How, he, how he's a big no, not a Scientologist. <laughs> he's a he's a Randroid, an Ayn, Ayn Randian. I get those mixed. Well, up. she's departing from her philosophy as of late. Um, but he started talking about how Keith Moon, he was very inspired by him. And he was talking about how he doesn't like fans running up to him and getting in his personal space and all that stuff. Uh, just the same way as he thought Keith Moon would never like it if he ran up to, dude, you're the best drummer ever. I love you, man. So he never was one to hang out with the fans, but he gives some pretty good interviews though. Lately, Neil Peart. Yeah, he's written like five books. How about that? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, Sylvia Brown's written books. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvia Brown. Uh, let me tell you, Scott. You know, it's uh, I, I see a blonde in your future. Um, probably in Sin City. Your daughter's your dead. Your, <laughs> she's at the bottom <laughs> of the lake somewhere. Uh, so you should probably get peace in that. Yes. Peace of mind. So stop worrying about it. Worry about she's it with the Lord and have that. She's with Jesus. Jesus, yeah. Hanging around with God with a big G on his shirt. All right. <laughs> so, all right. Well, well let's digress yeah. first. Let's... Um, Let's cover some TTN news. Is there any TTN news? <laughs> <laughs> Not that I know of. Oh, our TTN listener Phil had a birthday. Was that yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, how about that? Happy birthday, Phil. See, I'm too lazy to reply on Facebook, so I'll just say happy birthday, Phil, on the podcast. How happy birthday. Oh, one thing I got I got to really digress. Going back to your gig at the Beacon, um, Phil's brother Tony was there. Yeah. Big listener of the show. T-Bone. I met him for the first time at your gig. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Um, met the T-Bonester. Oh, and other TTN news. So, uh, I don't know, six months ago, I talked about this app I have. It's called... Um, what the fuck is it called? <laughs> my Fitness Trainer. Yeah, My Fitness Pal. There you go. Yeah. And I gave out my, u- my handle, if you will, Jim. Yeah. My username of my fitness pal, and I said to our listeners, because <laughs> you can friend yeah. on my fitness pal, and you can keep track of, you know, it'll give you updates about what your friends are doing. And um, so I had about 10 people sign up, and they were my friends. And in the last six months, there's only one remaining who's actually <laughs> like doing anything. <laughs> That would be that would be me. I'd sign up. Well, I am signed up to my fitness pal, and I started like doing it. And I'm like, oh, this is too much to like type shit in because I can't do it on my phone. The BlackBerry's too small. It's too yeah. hard to like get into the BlackBerry. App. Yeah, forget that. My iPad, I have it, but I don't have it with me all the time, and you can't get a Wi-Fi connection. All the time. Uh, although Xfinity is now doing free Wi-Fi, like all over Illinois now. How about that? They got a map, and you can just drive over to wherever it is, or or it's going to be right in the neighborhood, and you don't have to have Wi-Fi in your oh, house. That's fucking cool. Yeah, you just sign up. You just log in with your user ID for you know email. I dig that. All right, so uh, they have a new interface, so I'm still learning the new interface, but 
out of the 10 people who signed up when I mentioned my username. And they don't have all the food that that I put in there, like making a cheeseburger out of two um, Krispy Kremes. That's not in there. So you, 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 uh, you, you think out of the box. <laughs> You get you add two Krispy Kremes and then you add a cheeseburger. <laughs> How hard is that? I don't know. It's, it seems like you're very complicated. Team Fat Bloke <laughs> is the only one <laughs> that is still with me, but he hasn't logged in, or she. I don't know if it's a he or she has not logged in for three days. Oh, boy. But they've lost a total of 4.4 pounds. So they've been with me for six months. Uh, They did drop out for about two months, but they came back. And I even got a message, and I can't figure out the fucking interface, but I got a message that said, I listened to the show again, and you inspired me, and I'm getting back into it. And they got back into it. But now Team Fat Bloke has not logged in for three days, Uh. and I'm starting to... Get concerned, get worried. John. Yes, I'm getting worried because they was they were with me. I they was were with. Me. I was talking to Joe's younger brother, who you know first uh, first guest Joe, show. not Joe's younger brother, but Joe was the first. Yeah, yeah. and his younger brothers lost like 110 pounds. And you know, I mentioned my fitness pal. He's like that. That program sucks. You got to get uh, what's the other one? Something. Uh, I don't know. This works for me. So I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I know, but you look like you just got out of a concentration camp. Really? That's what I look like? <laughs> I'm worried about you, man. Really? <laughs> Have you looked in the mirror, man? You got like this this chicken neck going. and I don't know. I don't have a chicken neck. <laughs> Come on, man. I, I got mean, five more pounds to go. I mean, I'm nothing to look at with no clothes on. You know, I look like this Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man nude. But uh, your neck, you're wearing like this Dago tee. And I'm like, what happened to him? What do you mean? What happened to my neck? Yeah, what did, what did you have for <laughs> dinner? Ice? I had fish, man. I had fish. <laughs> what, a goldfish? Well, let me tell you this, John. So I play a lot of basketball, and yeah. the last time I dunked a basketball, I was 36 years old. Yeah. And then I could no longer dunk, and I thought, hey, it's age. It's because of age. Last Friday, I'm playing. I beat my guy. I go to the hoop. Uh, good news and bad news. The good news, well, the bad news. <laughs> <laughs> the bad news is I do a fingertip roll. You know what that is? Yeah. Uh, fingertip roll. George yep, Gervin yep. first made it, and then right. the doctor and uh-huh. uh, Michael Jordan. I do my fingertip roll, and I missed the fucking layup. It went off the back of the rim. Yeah, you went too strong, man. Well, because I hit the my the back of my hand hit the rim. So oh. uh, when I was eighteen. I did the same exact thing. When I was 18, I went for a layup, and I my, the fingertip roll, the back of my hand hit the rim, and I missed the layup. And I'm like, if the back of my hand is hitting the fucking rim, I just have to turn the ball around, and I could dunk it. Yeah. And I started dunking. So now, it's not because of the age. Well, a little bit is the age. I mean, I lost a little bit of the vertical. But I'm excited about going to the hoop the next time I play. Because I'm going to try to fucking dunk it <laughs> on who's ever there. Look, I'm white 
and I'm 50 almost, almost. and I can dunk. That's right. That's gonna be. It's gonna be. A- well, it's much more impressive to miss they call a, you- miss a dunk than miss a fingertip roll layup, right? They, well, I don't know if it goes dunk <laughs> off the side of the well, yeah. rim really hard. No, no, no. If if well, if I hit the back of the rim, that'll be cool. If I hit the front of the rim and then I fall backwards <laughs> and break my wrist, that'll be bad. Ah, <laughs> uh, how'd you hurt your wrist there? <laughs> Mr. Scott. But when I look back, when I was 36, that's when I started to, because I had kids and I stopped being active and I wasn't paying attention to what I was eating, that's when I started gaining weight and that's why I could no longer get off the ground. What you know are you what talking saying? about? That's when you stopped paying attention to what you were eating. We went out once and you ate like a garbage can lid of a cheeseburger. Right. Oh. But that was before kids. Yeah, you but were that still was- with the... Uh, that was because I was very girlfriend. active. I was very active. Very active. That's when I was doing triathlons and the whole deal. No. See, but I, I, because I had kids, I wasn't as active. Now, because my kids are older, and especially because my son is into swimming, and he, he got me into swimming again, and I started swimming. Yeah, you're into a lot of those me sports. I, 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 and me. Yeah, in basketball, I'm like a huge fucking hog. Yeah. Give me the pill, give me the rock. Yeah. Because I know what to do with it. Well, you know, they were ripping on LeBron because he said I 18 times. and Instead of we. We, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't, I'm, I'm much more polished than that. I think I, but when if somebody were to ask me, I said we did a good job. <laughs> 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 now you know why everyone thinks you're so arrogant and smarmy. LeBron should hire me. I could give him some tips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So you're going to take it to the hoop hard next time, huh? Well, I, I always do, but instead of a fingertip roll, I'm going to I'm gonna go for the power jam next time. I, I'd be lucky if you could see light, daylight between the sole of my shoe <laughs> and the ground when I jump. Well, I got I got the simian arm, so that helps a little bit. I don't have to I don't have to levitate too much. <laughs> and I can palm the ball because I got the big hands. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So that's exciting. I'm excited about that, John. Oh, and I'm signing up for the uh, Chicago Triathlon. I told the story about the Mount, Mount, uh, not Mount, (laughs) the Pleasant Prairie Triathlon, uh, where it turns out that I did the run as stomach flu was setting in. So I want to, I want to be healthy when I do a triathlon to see what I can do. So I'm going to sign up for the Chicago one. That's in August. Nice thing about Chicago is it's completely flat. Yeah. Well, almost completely flat. Where these other ones have a couple of inclines, a couple of hills. So that's exciting. We we should have postponed the show till tomorrow. Why? Looks like might be some big storms rolling in tomorrow. Really? Yeah. Well, tonight... Right? If it was tomorrow, why would we do the show when storms are Yeah, because the, the generator would have come on and we'd be on generator power doing the show. Oh, and you'd still be a, a bachelor. Yeah. That's the other thing we forgot There'd to talk no about. There'd be no people running down. We got circulation. So they're calling for that tomorrow. 
they don't know. Skilling is thinking uh, there's a good possibility uh, with the ice bars coming down that uh, the wind's being aloft. That we may, uh, they're calling for 60% chance, but they're saying uh, starting after 11 a.m., some storms could be severe and produce heavy rainfall. Tomorrow? Yeah. And then Tuesday night, showers and thunderstorms likely. Some of the storms could be severe and produce heavy rainfall. Uh, Talking about possibility of um, hail. That's out of sight. Yeah. Well, John, your uh, where is your family? Your your family's they're not here. They're in AZ. Here. It's 110 degrees where they're, they're at. They're in AZ. Yeah. So this is the first time I can remember. I didn't have to close the curtain yeah. or uh, pull the door open because we're the only ones here, John. So you could say "fuck" really loud, right? I mean, if we wanted Cock to, sucker, we could stop the show right now and start spooning, and nobody uh, would know. Uh, okay, like no, who would know anyway <laughs> if the curtain was closed? <laughs> Unless you started that's making a, that pink that's sound, right, John? That's right. Unless Why you started making that, that squealing sound like you usually do. <laughs> Wee! <laughs> remember? I don't remember that. <laughs> Did I make a squealing sound? Yeah, little, little bit. All right. So what else? So my uh, my son uh, is in North Carolina right now at camp for four weeks, John. From what I understand, it's been thunderstorming every day. Oh. Um, but they're still having fun. You know, kids will be kids. And uh, the 4th of July. We had the 4th of July. Yeah. You had mentioned that um, 4th of July was Thursday, right? So Wednesday you went to the, what do you call it in Rosemont? What do you call that? The MB Financial Park. The MB Financial Park. It's it's a bunch of bars, and it's got Movie Co., and yeah. it's got... Uh, this big outdoor area, and the band was set up outside, right? Yeah. And how was that? It was great. I mean, uh, when we got there, it was it was nice. There was hardly anybody. They had finished their first set, the band, and there wasn't very many people on the main um, grass area, the AstroTurf area. And the whole AstroTurf area is surrounded by... Um, these tents that are serving food. Uh, there's one that serves German food from Hofbrauhaus. There's another that serves Mexican food from the uh, I forget the name of that restaurant. Then there's the my big fat Greek restaurant, and it's got food from there. And then Toby Keith's. Um, there's a Zanies comedy club in there. I mean, it's it's so perfect. We talked about this uh, with the friends of ours because their son's going to turn 21 in November, so they want to do a pub crawl over there. And um, it, it was nice. I didn't think to bring like a lawn chair because I wasn't sure if you could. But people were had lawn chairs in little areas set out with blankets and stuff, and uh, it was pretty cool. They're actually having. Uh, another Thursday night where might uh, every month Spasmatics? every well, no every month they have a band in the summer with fireworks at the end really yeah so I could see those from my house I just have to walk outside right I'm not sure you can see them from the house I think you have too many trees I'm not too far from there no. Um, 
but yeah, it, it's it's really cool. Um, so yeah, we went there. We went to the Hofbrau House, which is a r- real cool um, German restaurant and and beer beer ari. Um, they have uh, a big like beer garden on the outside. They open the the doors to the outside, so you're inside and outside. And there's a like a polka band playing the whole time. You know, like Hans Bavarian Lodge. Yes, it's like that, but it's got some really real German food. It's a little on the expensive side, but um, the beer is really good. Did, have you been there? Yes. What'd you think? Thought it was all right. You didn't eat. I didn't. Oh. All right. Well, you know, the next uh, the next show with fireworks is uh, Thursday, August eighth. Who's the band? Infinity. That sounds familiar. Playing Boston, Bon Jovi, <laughs> Led Zeppelin, Sticks, Queen, Ario. Let's and go, Journey. man. When is it? Thursday, August 8th. It's from 7 till 9.45. And it's all ages, And then right? fireworks. Yeah, all ages. Breakfast Club plays the following Thursday, but I don't think I can do that one because I have a gig that uh, Friday. As a matter of fact, I have a gig. Hold on. Let's, let's hold on. Give us all your gigs. I have a gig... The 27th of this month. 27th of July, which and is that a is... Saturday at Excuses. Excuses, that's on Oakton. Yeah. You and need a roadie for that? Sure, yeah. Nice, out of sight. And then we have a gig at a place called... It used to be called Nico's out in Woodstock. Uh, um, it's an outdoor gig. It's like from 8 to 11. Um I forget the name of the restaurant. It's on the 3rd of August. 3rd of August that's in a, Woodstock. That's going to be a big payout. That is a hike, Woodstock. Yeah. And then we have uh, August 16th at the, uh, it's a Friday night at um, uh, Lee Street Sports Bar. Lee Street? Yeah. Yes. And then back in September, we should be back to the Beacon. But you don't have a date yet? Not yet. September. Beacon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to get this on my personal calendar, John. <laughs> Very good. So July 27th at Excuses. Don't you have reminders in your phone? August 3rd in Woodstock. August 16th. Uh, that's a Friday at the Lee Street something or other. Sports bar. Sports bar. Yeah. Well, that's out of sight. Yeah. You guys practice once a week? Uh, yes. Yes. Every Thursday. Every Where do you practice? Uh, some some hair salon. Basement, basement of the hair basement. salon? Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. I miss the old uh, practice place like we had. That was cool. It was super cool, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yep. Go whenever you want. Interesting neighbors. I, Spasmatics I took, were our neighbors. I, for yeah, a while. I took a nap there once. You did? Yeah. Did I ever do that? And one day I was just like, oh my God, I got to get the fuck out of the house. I don't think I ever did I that. I went over there, turned the air conditioning on, laid on that sofa. I think I took a shit there once. 
You took a shit there every single practice, dude. And whipped oh, out your right. matches and you're like, they work. <laughs> but yeah, you got to stick the match right under your nose. Oh, um, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah that's right. Why, aren't you, why are you shitting here? Because I'll ruin the plumbing. My wife will let me shit at our in-laws' house. Right. Yes. So my wife was so anxious about me being uh, living with the in-laws that I shit over at the practice place. What do you eat that could possibly jam up the plumbing? I don't have that problem anymore, John, because I'm very active. It just falls right out of me now. (laughs) (laughs) And it goes down on the first flush. Nice. (laughs) Very good, very good. Activity is the key, John. Activity, yes. All right, then, moving on. Uh, so that's what you did on Wednesday. What did you do yeah. on the 4th, on Thursday? Oh, the 4th, we watched the lame uh, the lame Displains 4th of July parade. <laughs> and then uh, the wife and I ran around. Did you pass gas, man? No. Are you sure? No, I'm not sure, but... Okay, then something... Like an hour ago. You got like a... Sewer problem no. in the basement. <laughs> like something's I don't backing know what up. You're talking about <laughs> like it's, something's coming up. Uh, no, from the floor. it's probably your mouth too close to your oh, nose. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Really? That's what yeah. it is. Close your mouth and don't breathe it in. <laughs> Listen to you, you fucking baby. Uh, <laughs> ba- all I ask is for a warning. That's all I ask. A little warning. I understand that men have gas and they pass gas. I understand that. I just asked for a little I don't warning. have gas. I don't know what you're talking about, man. All right, so the 4th on Thursday. Yeah. What happened? Well, you know, and then we got to run around because my wife's going to fly out first thing in the morning and the 5th, you and know, so fifth. she's got to be at the airport at like 5 o'clock. A.M. A.M. And then she wants to have a cookout on the 4th. I'm thinking, shouldn't somebody else have a cookout so we can go, hey, we got to go, got to get up early. Right, right. Instead of people like hanging out forever. Um, yeah, get the hell out. We got to get up early. But it turned out real nice. The uh, um, Some friends brought over some meat and we did some kebabs and burgers and... Just kind of, kind of had a nice, quiet evening. The kids set up the slip and slide in the front, and we're taking Vine videos. I don't know if you know what that is. I don't know what that is. It's some new thing where you take like a 16-second video or whatever, but you can stop it as you're taking the video to like set stuff up and do stop motion and stuff like that. So they were messing around with that shit, having a good time. And then they, they were shooting off fireworks. We had some bottle rockets they were having fun with. And then the neighborhood kid came over, and he he was out in the very back of the yard where the kids were shooting off a couple of bottle rockets. And uh, one of the girls was like, oh, there's an ant on me. So he comes over and just walks up off of the table, grabs a can of yard guard. You know what that is? Yes. You like spray your yard with it like an hour before people come over to right. Not kill a person. Them. Yeah. Well, he just, he started spraying people like it was off. 
And somebody goes, hey, hey, should he be doing that? And I look back, there's a big cloud of this shit. Hey, what, dude, get over here. What What are you doing? He's like, oh, uh, this is uh, like off, right? I go, no. I said, listen, you're like 14 look. years old. Do you read what you the can? You don't know nothing, <laughs> What man. are you doing? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I thought it was like, uh, you know, like off or something. I go, dude, have you ever seen off like in a can this size? Let's read here what it says. Precautions. Do not spray on the skin. Did you spray anybody? Well, no, I kind of was like gonna, but then it blasted out and and then I and then you yelled over at me and like, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, dude, it's fine. I don't I just don't want you to get hurt, okay? You understand? But you need to read this stuff. You can't just grab a can off the table and just start spraying it cuz it looks like off. In his defense. Yeah. It's more like off than Agent Orange, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? It's more like off because it kills bugs. No, than it's Agent like Orange. Agent Orange. <laughs> this stuff says don't get it on your skin or in your eyes or your mouth or your mucous membranes. Goddamn kids today. Call the goddamn CDC if that happens because you're going to die. So I made them and everybody go wash their hands if they got any. It smells like... Uh, turpentine in a can. Turpentine? Yeah. Turpentine. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was the big event of the night. The rest was the rest was trying to keep the dog from shitting himself. Because uh, we have pretty close to... Uh, I think our neighbors have pretty close to the same shit that everybody has. Oh, there was a, a downer moment when... Uh, uh, Larry brought over the 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 bottle rockets, and he says, "Oh, I got some bottle rockets." And my wife's friend says, "I don't want my kids going anywhere near that stuff." I go, "Well, your son's like sixteen. I mean, you know, he could shoot off a bottle rocket." No, I have a friend at work whose uh, whose uh, cousin uh, cousin's was friend shooting off a firework, and it didn't go off. So he went down and looked into it. And it went and right it up went, his nose. And it blew his head completely <laughs> off in front of his whole family. Could you imagine that? I said, well, uh, that would have to be a pretty big firework to take somebody's head off. Um, Come on, really? I thought you were kidding. Somebody's kids got heads got blown uh, off? That's what she said. <laughs> no, he was like 28. He wasn't a kid. He was 28. Uh, I'm like, first well, of all, Darwin Award. First, of uh, first of all, I said you should know better when you're 20. <laughs> okay, if you're that dumb, uh, then I said, well, no, these are bottle rockets. The worst case, he loses an eye, so he'll be fine. No, she wouldn't have it. Well, all of a sudden, I hear bottle rockets going off in the front yard. I'm like, um, I'm sure there's no adult supervision. Whoosh! Two parents go running out there. I'm just sitting back. Whatever. No big deal. Whatever. And the girl that was shooting him off is like, what are you talking about? We have hundreds of these. Uh, we do it all the time. I'm from Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I have special credentials. <laughs> these things are free in Mexico. What are you talking about? 
So yeah, it was fun. But but the neighborhood, my neighborhood, uh, your father in law could attest to this. It is like it's like World War Z out in the outside, man. There's all directions, huge fireworks, like professional shit going off until how late at night. Oh, they were going. I hit the sack about midnight, and there were still a couple, you know, just every once in a while, a big, loud, those big concussive booms were going off. I got to tell you, though, the Thunder shirt works real well on a dog. Oh, for the fireworks? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. I mean, he's a little wigged out, but he calms down much faster. So I don't know what the secret is with that thing. It's just like a compression shirt, and uh, he, you know, he, he who knows what he a dog passed thinks. Out. Yeah. So Friday took the wife and kids to the airport at five a.m. Get home, and the dog slept the entire day. He was so exhausted yeah. from the uh, activities on Thursday. And I thought it being, you know, Friday, Saturday, a long weekend, a lot of people not going to work on Friday, that the whole weekend would be firework-laden. But it wasn't. It was just the fourth, and you know, once in a while, a little bit here, a little bit there, but nothing major. So I think next year I might uh, go pick some up. Really? Yeah. Hmm. We used to go to my parents' house uh, by Lake Geneva, and they got like an acre. And launch some major shit in the backyard. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't get anything major. Like, they got these, uh, it's like six of them in a row, these tubes, and you just kind of, you know, stick them, you nail, they're on a platform, and you just jam them into the ground, and then they shoot off like little cannons. <laughs> You know, nice big umbrella of fireworks. I stopped doing fireworks when I was 12 because I was ha- I had bottle rockets, right? And when you have a bottle rocket, you put it in a bottle, right? Yeah. So I put my bottle rocket in the bottle, and I shot like 10 of them, and it was really cool. And then I put the 11th one in, and I lit it. But when I lit it, I knocked the bottle over. <laughs> <laughs> so the bottle fell... And then it shot, and it, you know, the like the wicker lawn chairs? I don't think they make yeah, them anymore, but right. they used to make these wicker lawn wicker, chairs. Wicker? Wicker? Like, like a weaving. The yeah, weaving yeah, like chairs. a basket weave. Like a basket weave yeah. lawn chair. So it shot out, and it impaled in a wicker lawn chair that my <laughs> uncle was sitting in, <laughs> and then blew his ass up. <laughs> <laughs> And I haven't really messed around with fireworks since then. Oh, like, you yeah. big pussy. Stop I am whining. a big pussy. Stop whining. I wasn't the one that whined, though. No? Yeah. <clears throat> well, he, did, he didn't whine. He yelled. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you must be very proud of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, I mean, shit like that happens. But what we do is uh, we don't use a bottle. We take like a piece of conduit or something and hammer right, it into the ground. Right, that's the ground. way to do it. Then it, so doesn't, it doesn't fall, fall over. over. Right. Genius. Bottle rocket, put it in a bottle. Why don't you hold the bottle? 
Well, then I'd, my hand would burn. It will it, not. When it, it when takes it off. Fired. So, it takes, it's like, and it's done. It's not gonna. It's not gonna sit there going. It's not like. Uh, Look, man, Apollo, I had a bad experience. It's not Apollo okay? thirteen taking off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for the love of Job! Sweet baby Jesus! <laughs> you idiot! <laughs> what I did on the fourth, John. I drew. We got up the. Uh, uh, my son is in North Carolina for yeah. four weeks at camp. So I got my wife and my daughter up, and we left at 6 a.m., and we drove up to Eagle River. Took four hours and 55 minutes, and then we um, ate lunch, and I took a nap. And then, uh, <laughs> I don't know what happened after that. Well, you must be very proud It was very relaxing. The weather was really nice. And then the fifth, we went over to my uncle's. He's got a pontoon boat. We went swimming. Then I went to my cousin's. He got a hot tub. Then we did the hot tub, and then we jump in the cold lake. Um, it was very nice. Very. Re- yeah. and I got a lot of sleep. I, I enjoy that. A lot of sleep. <laughs> and um, and came where home. do you sleep? We stay at my mom and her husband's place, yeah. and we get the whole basement to ourselves. All the activity is over at my aunt and uncle's. Everybody goes to my aunt and uncle's, and they sleep there. So there's like 50 people there. And we get to go back to my mom and her husband's, and it's just them. Your stepdad? Yeah. You don't call him that? You say I call my him mom my, and my husband. mom's husband. Yeah. <laughs> so why? Why, why you not? Say mom and Pete or or mom and my stepdad. He's, yeah, he's really not my stepdad. Why? Why he's are just... you so angry about this guy? He's been with you what? Your whole life? No. No. <laughs> How long? Here's what I know. Here's and I've what been, I know. And I've been lied to, John. I just oh, found that boy. out this year. Okay? Here's what I know. That my mother was engaged <laughs> to this guy. His name was Pete. Pete went to the Navy. He gets back from the Navy, sleeps with his best friend's sister, gets her pregnant, marries her. Oh, Goes out to lunch with my mom, says, my mom's thinking, oh, he's back from the Navy. We're going to talk about our marriage plans, the whole deal. He gets back. He goes to lunch. He says, yeah, I, I'm i going to get married and move to California. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're a damaged goods lady. <laughs> Why? Why what? Uh, oh, right, because he... Well, why did he do that, though? Why did he do what? Why did he knock this chick Who up? Who knows? He was turned <sighs> on. He got a woody. idiot. So he... But who, what I... Who knocks up people that marries them? <laughs> That's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so then... From what I understood, this happened like... <laughs> <laughs> what I understood this happened like before I was even born he moved to California then I come to find out he didn't move to California till after I was born oh so there's a lot of questions about uh-huh. that uh-huh. Um, so he could be your real dad possibilities possibilities why don't you ask him uh, get really liquored up and say hey I got a better idea that? Um, Forget it. 
For so, for a couple of years, my wife and I have been talking about Christmas gifts, right? <laughs> and there's this one Christmas gift where we get our DNA sample, oh. and then we can find out uh, the seven daughters of Eve. And I think I talked about this on the show before. This is a book I read, and everybody comes from these seven women. They figured out. So you get this DNA test, you send it in, it helps them with their database, and they give you information back, and they tell you, hey, you're from this woman. You're from this version of Eve, uh, based on your DNA. Yeah. So I just go get some DNA from him, and then I'm all set. And then I can find out once and for all. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he is. I just don't. It can't be. It cannot be that he just is. Just based on that whole computer situation you had with him? Everything. Based on everything. <laughs> I mean, we, the only, we look, uh, we don't look alike at all. Like our face, there's yeah. no resemblance at all. But my wife, my wife keeps saying, well, your body type is the same. You have the same type of body. But no resemblance in the face. Uh, so I don't think that... Uh, but who knows? I don't know. So anyway, where was I, John? I'm digressing. Let me digress. <laughs> you stay over at uh, your mom yeah, and yeah, the yeah. So other guy's there. house. Uh, stay there with the mom uh, and her some husband. Some guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so... Oh! His ex-wife's brother is there. His name is Scott as well. Oh, yeah. So he stopped by for like a week, and then he's going down for this reunion in Indianapolis. So I haven't seen him in 25, plus 25 years. And the last time I saw him, this this uh, his ex-wife's brother, and brother was the worst fucking weekend of my life. <laughs> but I get to see him again. He didn't remember it at all, which I was very pleased by because I was younger. It was horrible weekend, and I was probably a fucking arrogant, smarmy asshole about it. <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> but he didn't remember anything. He didn't even remember I was there. So it was like the first time we met. He's a very nice guy. Um, so where am I going with this? Yeah, so we stayed there, but we'd hang out with at my aunt and uncle's place. And then my cousin has a place up there as well, so we'd stop over there. We hung out there. He's got a nice dock that you can swim off of. Yeah. Which is nice. And, uh, yeah. It was very low-key. Uh, had some ribs. I've never uh, really eaten ribs, but I had ribs. They were good. Pork ribs, I guess. Yeah. Smoked, yeah. And Came right off the bone. Then we did this. Uh, my wife didn't go. My my daughter came with me. We went went on a boat ride. The boat ride was a fucking hour to get in this lake to see these fireworks, and the fireworks are fucking lame. Yeah. And then it was an hour and a half to get home because it was dark out. But it was really cool how my uncle could navigate in the dark because I wouldn't know what the fuck to do. I wouldn't know what to do. I mean, it was pitch dark. There was no moon. It was just stars. Pitch dark. And that was cool, too, because there's no moon in the, the... We didn't see the Milky Way, but the sky just lights up out there. Um, so it took an hour and a half to get home, and the fireworks weren't really 
spectacular. Yeah. We could have stayed where we where we were at and saw better fireworks. Yeah. Yeah, but it was it was good. It was relaxing. It was fun. It was um, got to see people I haven't seen in a year, and uh, yeah. Oh, and we taught my dog how to swim. How about that? Nice. Yeah. My dog is a spaz. <laughs> Mine is too. We tried to get him in the water. Ah! <laughs> well, my dog does is he he when he started he he swims upright so. He's just like pounding the water with his front paws, and he's not—he's just going in circles. Yeah. So we calm them down, like calm drowning. the fuck down, <laughs> calm down, and get your ass up. Yeah, really. And then I would just lead him in circles, and he started—he figured out how to swim. <laughs> um, you just like, gotta yell at him. Stop being such a pussy. <laughs> but for. For we were we got there Thursday and we left Saturday. My dog was fucking hyperactive, twenty four seven for the whole time we were there. I'm like, this dog has unlimited fucking energy. What is wrong with him? Yeah. When is he gonna calm fucking down? And like you said, John, about your dog. Once we got home, I don't think my dog has moved since we got home. He does not move. He doesn't lift his head. He doesn't do anything. He's completely fucking exhausted. Yeah, that's from swimming, swimming, whatever, running around, being anxious. My dog needs Xanax. Is what he needs. <laughs> but uh, it was uh, it was nice. Great weather. The drive was okay. One thing about the drive: when are people going to learn that? The left lane is for fucking passing. I don't know. It's not for going 55 miles an hour in a 65 mile an hour zone. That you should see in Germany, man. You, fucking if you're, if you're in the left lane and somebody comes up on your ass, they're honking and flashing their brights at you. Like, get the fuck over. That's what I'm going to start doing. Because I get so fucking pissed off at these dummies that don't know what they're doing. Yeah, the Autobahn, man. You better get over, man, or they're right on your ass. Flash, 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 flash. And then you get over, and then they give you a look. Their thing is, they don't give you the finger. They do this thing where they point to their temple and twist their finger. You know? Like Like you're you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Somebody told me, hey, if you get pulled over, make sure you do that to a cop. <laughs> and I said, well, what does that mean? The cop's a dunce? Yeah. You'll yeah. find out when he beats you. Oh, the one thing I... I think I knew this before, but it, it was really apparent uh, over the weekend. Crap. My daughter... When I get a mosquito bite, I get a little inflammation, yeah. and it lasts maybe 12 hours, and then it goes away. My daughter gets a mosquito bite. It turns black and blue, and it fucking uh, inflates, and it lasts like 48 hours. Oof. I don't know what that's all about, but she got fucking eaten alive by mosquitoes on her back, on her ankles, all over the place. Where that happened on the 4th and the 5th, she was like, yeah, I don't even want to go out. 
and she wore sweats and she had a big sweatshirt on. Yeah. And it was just horrible for her. Just check with the doctor. Maybe if you get her some Benadryl or something or an Epi. Hit her with the Epi pen. Yeah, they got uh, they got some shit. I don't know. They applied some shit. Who knows? I don't know. My <laughs> wife takes care of that. <laughs> they got some shit. I don't know. They whatever. Yeah, that's good. It's good. It's good. All right, man. Well, that's all I got. That's all you got? Yeah. Well, hold on. That can't be all you got for the week weekend. <laughs> You didn't see any movies? Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't know we were there yet. Hold uh, on. Before we get to see, movies, this time. is what I'm saying. <laughs> there was a big plane crash. Oh. Did you hear about the plane crash? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. My family's coming back on a plane on Friday. Well, I'm getting on a plane. I'm going to Vegas on July 18th. Hopefully John. you don't get that pilot. Well, here's what I've always... Well, no. He's from uh, Korean, South Korean Air or whatever the hell. But here's what... You know, we talked about this last episode about dying and the worst way to die and i never i didn't mention this at the time but i used to fly to california a lot and it's like a four four and a half hour flight to california yeah and whenever you get on whenever i get on a plane i don't know about you john but whenever i get on a plane i think all right is the plane gonna crash if the plane crashes please crash on takeoff because I would hate to be in a fucking plane for four and a half hours and then fucking crash. <laughs> that would totally suck. Yeah. Uh, and then that's what happened. This plane came from South Korea to San Francisco. So I, I don't know how many hours that is. It's got to be over eight, right? It's got to be like 10 or 12 hours. So you're in a plane for 10 or 12 hours and then it fucking crashes? That would piss me off so badly. Yeah. Did you see the video of the plane crashing? I, I did. I did. Um, and the guy, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Who was saying, oh my God? The guy who took the video, did you oh. see it? <laughs> no. I wanted to smack him. But I heard, I don't know if this is confirmed yet, but the two teenagers that were killed were Chinese girls on their way to summer camp in the U.S., and one of them was hit by a fire truck. Yeah, that's uh, is that got to be the fucking? You know, that's we talked about the worst uh, being shit on by an elephant, <laughs> which and drowning, in which shit. our listener had to look up and said, "That's not true." <laughs> I'm sure it's happened in the history of the universe. At some point, somebody's got shit on them and they died. Like, that's awesome. I laughed so hard I had to look it up. But so you're in a plane for. 10 plus hours, you crash, you survive the crash, you get out, you start running away, and then you get hit by a fucking emergency vehicle. Yeah. God, that's got to suck. That's got to suck so fucking bad. Yeah. And that's why I'm an atheist, John. What kind of fucking God would let that happen? (laughs) God has a plan, No, he doesn't. Special plan. Shit happens. There's no God. Uh, Especially... Since we're talking about God and atheism, um, one of the movies I saw, um, I don't know if you can see it or if you've seen it, but we'll talk about it, called Game Change. Game Change. Yeah. All right, let's segue to movies now, John. Game Change. Yeah. We'll segue to movies. Go ahead with Game Change. 
Tell me about it. Game change. Uh, well, game change is uh, based on a book. Um, it's an HBO political drama, Scott. It's based on a book of the same name. Um, this book was written by uh, Mark Halperin and John Heileman. And it was basically about the 2008 uh, election campaign. It included um, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and John Edwards and uh, uh, McCain and Palin. But this, this drama is just about the part about the Palin and McCain campaign. And Ed Harris stars as as uh, McCain and Julianne Moore as um, Sarah Palin, which I I really forgot what Sarah Palin looks like, you know, after seeing Tina Fey and Julianne Moore do her uh, in the movie. And then I looked her up and I was like, wow. I mean, Julianne Moore was so convincing in this movie that I was like, what the fuck, man? She, I mean, she totally had her down. Anyway. Um, and uh, there's another guy, Woody Harrelson. He plays the campaign strategist, uh, Steve Schmidt. And there's a woman in there. Um, uh, what was her name? Uh, Sarah Paulson plays Nicole Wallace, who she's trying to help Palin... Uh, get her shit together with the speeches and stuff. I gotta tell you, this this fucking thing, you, you start really feeling bad for Sarah Palin at first. Because she walks in, and they have a handful of people that they're going to pick, and Steve Schmidt and this, and this other dude um, are vetting, um, they're interviewing possible running mates. And Palente was one of them, and I forget who the other one was. And they decided on Palin, and the first thing they asked her, you know, they're like, uh, are you up for this? And she says, oh, yeah. And, uh, well, you know, we noticed that your stance on abortion is a little different than John McCain's. McCain says, you know, he's he's anti-abortion, but except incest and rape. And she says, oh, no. I I'm totally the other way on that. That I'm totally abortion is completely out of the question, no matter what. And um, and then there was something else. I can't remember what it was. <clears throat> and then they said, "Okay, that's fine, but you need to support him on these things." And she's like, "Yeah, whatever, fine, um, but I will stay strong on my beliefs." Okay, that's great. And then they asked her, you know, are you really sure you want to do this? They're going to drag your family through the mud. They're going to find stuff out about you. No problem. Well, why do you really want to do this? And she says, well, but I, because I think it's it's God's what God wants me to do. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. So and right then, wouldn't they have said no. to themselves? No. All right. Let's move on to the next potential candidate. Well, there, there was some arguing a little bit between the Steve Schmidt guy and this other guy. And McCain's like, look, they're like, look, Listen. McC McCain, you're not doing good in the polls right now. 
you really need something to boost your numbers, and we think this chick can do it. And the other guy was like, well, I'm not so sure. You know, Palente's got some good numbers and blah, blah, blah. And the Woody Harrelson character is like, listen, look, I'd rather lose by 10 points and know we did everything we possibly could than to lose by one and wonder, did we do our best? It's a gamble. And uh, McCain's like, okay, I'm a gambling guy. Let's go with it. So they they start paling out. And the first, when she comes out to be announced, uh, they give her a speech, and she goes out there and she nails it. And they think, we got, we got it made. And then this other chick says, yeah, after talking to her a little bit, and this Schmidt guy who was all for her, he starts realizing that she doesn't know that South Korea and North Korea are two separate countries. They're not one country or whatever. Um, and, uh, I mean, just just stuff like, uh, uh, what, what else was, there was stuff. something else that she fucked up really bad. And this chick is like, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I got to prep her for a debate and she's just not getting it. Well, then she like checks out at some point, and she's more concerned about her polling numbers in Alaska and all this shit. And they're like, "Will you fucking stop worrying about that? You need to get ready for these debates. Uh, you need to get ready for this interview with Charlie Rose." So they do the interview with Charlie Rose, and uh, she does pretty good. Except she mentions the thing where she could see Alaska or uh, Russia from her house. So she didn't say that, but that's how they made fun of her. Tina faded, and then all this negative press and these these uh, comedians coming out really ripping into her started getting to her, and she's going to have her first debate with uh, Joe Biden, and they try to get her to memorize. They got stacks and stacks of. A cue cards for her to read off or to study off of flashcards, and she can't remember shit about anything. She's just not into it. So at some point, Woody Harrelson comes up with this bright idea: "Hey, there's only twenty some questions, right? Yeah, we'll just give her the answers, and she's just got to memorize them. She's a really good actor. We don't care if she's a good politician." And then they start thinking about. Fuck, man. What are we doing? What are we doing? This CNN guy comes out and he says, John McCain's 72. He's one heartbeat away from handing over the presidency to this woman. Who's a really good actor. What the fuck are we going to do, you know? And uh, they still think they had a chance. Well, then when she kicked ass in that debate... Her husband said, just be yourself. Do it like you did in Alaska. So she she started going off script. Like they said, well, McCain doesn't like to run a real negative campaign. Um, he doesn't want to bring up stuff about Obama's past. He doesn't want to bring up, you know, Reverend Wright. He doesn't want to bring up uh, Bill Ayers. And she's like, fuck that. I, I say we bring it up. And they're like, no, 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 don't do this. And she's going on her own little campaign trail. And people are like, Sarah, Sarah, and yelling terrorist and all this stuff. And and she's eating it up. 
And they're telling her, you got to stop. You got to stop. This is not the Republican politician, you know, politics that John McCain wants to run. And he finally concedes and says, okay, we'll do the Bill Ayers thing. That's fine. That's that's uh, fair game. But not the Reverend Wright. Well, she goes on and does the Reverend Wright shit. All the racism stuff and, and the Bill Ayers and then McCain is disturbed by some woman who says that Obama's an Arab, you know, he can't be trusted. And he's like, wait a minute. Okay, everybody, just calm down. He's a good American. He's a good guy. We just have a difference of opinion. And you see a McCain that's this reasonable guy that has totally different viewpoints of Obama, but he's very reasonable. Uh, he doesn't like the shit that came out on him when he was running against Bush. He doesn't want to do the same thing to Obama. But Palin is completely fucking... She goes from catatonic to completely... I'm so confident now. I can say whatever the fuck I want. I'm the real star of this campaign. I'm the one that's bringing in the dough, not McCain. It's all me. And uh, they end up losing. And right to the very end, she insists that she wants to give a speech in the concession, uh, during the concession speech by McCain. And the Schmidt guy is like, no, you can't do that. You can't. No. In the 200 years that we've had presidents... Um, Defeated. Yeah. we've That's never happened. The... the the uh, runner-up is the only one who uh, gets to give that speech, and then it's done. No, I have written a speech, and I want, I will do what I want. And he was, like, ready to punch her in the fucking face, man. Um, so anyway, it was a pretty cool um, movie. And, you know, there were parts, like, she, when her daughter was pregnant uh she didn't want to say that i was proud of my daughter but somebody put it in the press that you know they changed the wording that she didn't she didn't want it in there that she was a proud mother that her daughter was pregnant she's like i'm not proud i'm not proud of that it happened it was a mistake it was a teenager making a bad choice but i'm not proud of her for it and then they ran it anyway you know so it it kind of showed you the real ugly side of politics and how there's all this manipulation and PR, all this PR and bullshit that goes on. But you kind of feel sorry for Palin in the beginning because um, she really is a deer in the headlights, especially with Katie Couric. And then she fucking loses it. And goes to her head. Goes to her head and she thinks she's f- invincible. And then you're like, okay. That's fucked up. Well, in the at the end of it, they said the reason why McCain really lost was because the economy was hit so hard. It was during Bush's watch. Everyone was kind of tired of the whole Republican rhetoric, and that's really what sunk them, not Palin. Because they wouldn't have had the numbers that they did without Palin, so they still think that she was the right choice. Um. But uh, I looked up some stuff and some interviews by the Steve Schmidt and other people that were on the campaign, and it's mixed. Some of them say none of that shit happened in the movie. The Steve Schmidt guy who was closest to it and this other chick who said, I didn't even vote because I didn't want to vote for McCain, who was 
who could win, and then here's this chick Palin that could be president. Uh, she said, "Yeah, it was right on. It was it was almost sickening to watch it because it was like post traumatic stress syndrome watching that that movie." So I I thought it was really awesome. So if you can pick it up, I don't know if you can get it on Where Netflix. Did you see it? I, I saw it on HBO. HBO. Yeah, that they're not on Netflix, but maybe Amazon can get. Yeah, it, maybe. Uh, there you go. Check that out, John. So game change. Game a change. How many spiny normas you give that? How many? What do we give? Four. Four. We give four. I, I'd give it a three. Three. Well, I did see. Um, I saw Die Harder. That's the latest one. Yeah. With his son, where he's in Russia, and I remember you talked about this. And I can't remember what you gave this movie, but this movie fucking blew shit. I almost turned it off. Because the first hour, <laughs> Bruce Willis was such a fucking asshole. He's very likable in all the other diehards, yeah. but he was such a douche in this movie, the first hour. <laughs> when he punches the guy in the face because he can't understand what he's saying. <laughs> and the comments he's making to his yeah. son, and it was just it was just fucking awful. Uh, and then the last half hour, it kind of, it was okay from an action perspective. Uh, from an explosion perspective. Yeah. Like that one explosion with the gas leaks. Yeah. And the, that was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. And then how the, the, the whole thing logically falls apart because you got these two bad guys. Uh, one's a good guy, one's a bad guy, but then they're both end up bad guys at the end. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Right. But for the second bad guy to make his plan work, he had to have Bruce Willis come from America to Russia to fuck up his son's plans. <laughs> That's the only way his plan would have worked. That's right. Which doesn't make any goddamn sense to me at all. But uh, there was a lot of... Um, uh, one thing that Are I... Are you sure you weren't confused or anything in the film? Because I remember you bitching during a movie where the... oh. Total Recall. Oh, there just so happens to be a helicopter left behind for him to fly away in. Well, that's because the asshole cops that he just killed left it there for them to fly away in. Total Recall, man. That was Commando. No, it was Total Recall. I dropped him off. <laughs> I let them go, you dummy. All right, getting back to this die, die, good day to die hard. Good day uh, to die before you see this movie. The uh, what the fuck was I gonna say? The sun is undercover, right? What the hell was I gonna say? Yeah. God damn it! <laughs> I was gonna make He's a undercover. point, John. I was gonna make a point, right uh, from the bat. Oh, here's what. Here's the thing that I could not relate to at all, and maybe you can help me here because we both grew up not knowing our fathers. And because we didn't have a father in our life, it's like that's just how we grew up. We didn't know any other way. So we didn't feel resent. I never felt resentful about that. Um, but because this kid grew up with Bruce Willis as his father, who was a cop, and he was always away. And then there's this uh, parallel story where this Russian scientist was so into his science that he neglected his daughter... Um, that they got all fucking bent out of shape about this as kids. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I, does anybody really feel that way? Because when you when you grow up, you just grow up. That's 
you have no reflection or you have no other thing to base it on, do you? I mean, um, I, I never was yeah. envious. Were you envious oh, of yeah, friends totally, that had dads? Totally. Oh, not me at all. I wasn't at all. I was. Maybe I was oblivious. I Probably because I was oblivious. This is how I grew up. And I had a lot of independence, which I really liked. Yeah. So maybe that's well, why. I, I, I think I did too, but I, there was like points in my life where... You know, I'd see a friend of mine and his dad working on a car or something together, and I'm like, you know, I don't have that. So I had to, like, sponge off of somebody else's dad, which I was lucky enough to have some friends that had dads that that uh, I could hang out with. And some of those dads turned out to be real douchebags later on in life, uh, whereas other dads, I've been told by... They're kids that, uh, well, I'll give you an example. There was this one dad who I was afraid of. I mean, when he would come home from work and he'd do his whistle, I'd be like, oh, shit, here we go. This guy hated me. I, I went to public school. His kids went to private school. I got kicked out of Catholic school. They were good Catholic kids. You know, they went to Catholic school. Daughter went to a Catholic uh, uh college um and uh he had no idea that i was getting my pot from his son because <laughs> <laughs> he could get better weed than anybody else going to catholic high school and uh, you know i was the bad influence well he, he started not doing so well later on in life. And then he started getting his shit together and got married and had a kid. And then him and his, he and his dad kind of got it together. They, they didn't hit it off too good, but I was afraid of his dad cause he was so fucking strict. And then I had kids and I went, now I know why he was so fucking strict because kids, they're so fucking like, mindless i mean they think they can do anything and that's what i thought when i was a kid and a teenager you just think you can do whatever whatever you want and there's no consequences you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like i used to steal from stores i shoplifted almost everything i owned was shoplifted all the music i had uh i was caught twice you know um and the same friend, he did it too, and he got caught, uh, and I was in that same store leaving and seeing him in line paying for what he got caught ripping off with his dad, and his dad thought I was the accomplice, mm -hmm. which I was nowhere near that action. I was ripping off my own stuff <laughs> with another friend of mine, so... You know, I, I was like, fuck. Yeah, I don't want my kids ever running around with some kid like me. Because I was, or or him either. He was bad news. And even though his dad was real strict, I thought maybe there could be a middle ground between being real strict like him, who was hardly ever around because he traveled a lot as a, as a salesman or whatever he was, and be the dad that, that could be around for stuff. You know, their baseball games and that, but still be real strict. And because I knew how kids can be and how friends could influence you into doing shit. 
Uh, so I kind of emulated the guy later, you know, later in life. And this friend observed it, and he starts telling his brothers, "Dude, John is just like our dad. Oh my fucking god, he is just like him." What do you mean? Oh, yeah, don't do this. You shouldn't do that. Uh, you know, just, I don't know what I do. I have no idea. But I'm told by my daughter and my son that we are the strictest parents ever. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, this friend gets to do this and get they get to do that. Da, 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 da. But they're always getting in trouble. You know, I'm more concerned about my kids getting a decent education. Still have fun, but they don't got to be going out drinking or, um, you know, some of their friends, actually some of their friends have stopped hanging around with those other friends and are hanging around with my daughter now because they're a little, little concerned about what some of their other friends are doing now. Right. Now that they're driving. So... Yeah, so for me, growing up was like, uh, there was a time when I was like, shit, I wish I had a dad, you know? Well, I never felt that way. And I mean, I had a stepdad, but it was he was more like uh, like an older brother, you know? He wasn't more fatherly, wasn't somebody I looked up to and respected. I respected him in a different way, but not, not the same way. I think I give him a little more respect now than I did then, but yeah, I I don't know. I think there was a time when it was tough for me. I remember my mother; she used to date guys, and you know, out of the ten guys she dated, um, I only liked one of them. <laughs> I didn't like any of it, <laughs> and so for me, it was like, yeah, it's normal because he's, he's they're buttoning in, man. No, I don't think they were buttoning in, but I, I never, I guess, I never felt one way or the other about it. I just didn't. For me, growing up, uh, not having a father, that's just the way I grew up. And I didn't... I guess what turned me off about the movie was uh, the both the kids in the situation, Bruce Willis's kid and this other one, were like, uh, even though that was... Well, I don't want to you know, give away the plot, but moaning about not having a father figure. And I guess all I'm trying to say is my perspective is... It never really fucking occurred to me. I like you mentioned. Yeah, you saw that your friend with his dad fixing a car, and God damn it, why don't I? I never saw that, and I'm not even into fixing cars anyway. So if even if yeah, I did well, see, I it, was, I, I'd I be was like, into that, uh, yeah, whatever, fixing a car, great. I'm gonna go uh, take a nap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I gotta run something. <laughs> I gotta do something that's me related. Right. I don't want an us thing. <laughs> Fuck that. I gotta be I. I did a triathlon. I, I, I. I did a marathon. I can dunk. So it never occurred to me, and and so that's what turned me off about this movie is all this whining about. Oh, I wish I had a dad who was around. You were never around, and that's why I'm completely fucked up. It, well, at, well, some, po- at some point, it's like okay. Uh, you're beating the dead horse. I've apologized. I'll try and make it up to you. Okay, I get it. You're never around. Okay, I get it. You know, how long can you keep saying that? Right. Especially when you're a grown-up already. Your I'm here son now. is like 30. I'm here now. Movie, you big baby. Yeah, but then when he does show up, he fucks everything up. So if, <laughs> if you're the son, you're like... 
Jesus, wait, why are you coming back into yeah. my life? I'd be the same way. I'd be like, just stay away. You're fucking everything up. <laughs> and then he's kind of a dick as a dad yeah. coming back. like With his snarky comments. He's just coming back because he thinks he's in jail. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I cannot recommend... Uh, that movie. <laughs> I gave it like two stars or something. Give it two, one. Th- two spiny Normans. Only for the gas explosion where there was like a <laughs> gas leak and then it exploded. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> oh, and then at the end where they they come home on the plane and they uh, hook up with the daughter and they're all holding hands running across the tarmac. I'm like, Jesus. Yay! Sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> This is horrible. What's happening to you, man? You're so jaded. <laughs> Aren't I? It's a happy movie. All right, what else did you see, John? What else? World War Z. I saw that one too, man. Yeah? I saw that as well. What'd you think? Did you like it? I liked it. I bought the book. My son has the book. He's he's reading it for a book report. I haven't read the book yet. Um. But uh, I liked it, man. It's uh, it's pretty cool. It's uh, Brad Pitt plays like a UN investigator. He's like the top dude, and something goes awry where people start um, dying. Well, like a virus, uh, like a Ebola or, or a bird flu or something comes out, but it's 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 killing people. But then they come back to life. And very quickly, very quickly, they turned into zombies. And they're and very they're, active. They're very, yeah, they're very, very active. And um, he's got to try and find. Uh, he's looking for patient zero or victim zero or whatever you call it, the first one to have been infected. Uh, what was kind of cool about it is like they grab him. And they save his family, and they put him up on a boat, and they say, okay, you're safe here from the zombies because they can't swim. Um, and here's what we need you to do. Yeah, you got to do this. Well, I'm not doing it. Well, you then know get what? The fuck then off. get the fuck off the boat because <laughs> people that want to be on here got to work. Uh, so it's a, it's a very exciting movie. It's got some really great pacing. I mean, it really... Uh, uh, it doesn't slow down for very long, and when it does, it's right back into the action. Well, getting back to that that thing about you need to do this or you can get off the fucking boat. So he's like, okay, I'll do it. And then he does it, and then there's a point where he loses radio contact, <laughs> yeah. and they go to the family like, yeah, you're fucking off the get boat. Get off the fucking boat. Because we haven't heard from him in three days, so fuck you. <laughs> you're off. It's like when you're, you're off of work for three days, and they say you right. automatically... Resigned because we can't talk. We haven't talked to you for three days. Yeah, yeah so it was uh, the best mo- zombie movie I've seen uh, with the uh, the least amount of blood I've yeah. ever seen. Like, there's no close-ups. There's no gore. <laughs> they cut away when all that stuff's going on. It's more about. It's from a much different perspective than yeah. I've seen in zombie movies before. Well, this this was what I think a Sunday um, last Sunday or something, and uh, my wife's like, "You want to see it?" And I go, "Yeah, but I want to see a matinee." Oh well, we got to go at eleven o'clock uh, to do something. I don't know what it was, 
Um, but after that, oh, yeah, we're going shopping. I said, okay, well, right after that, let's do it. Uh, but I want to see a matinee because I, re- I really fucking hate going to movies. It might have been a Saturday, you know, later, like at 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, because that's when all the fucking teenagers. And it's packed. It's packed. They're on their fucking phones. They're talking. They're kicking your seat. Uh, you get assigned seats now at the movie co, and it's, it's fucking, yeah, it's a nightmare. We only do matinees. That's all I want. I, I get so aggravated. So we, she gets home, she texts me, and she left at like 11 or 12. Oh, no, she's supposed to leave at 11, and she blames it on her daughter because she's not up yet. I said, here's what you do. You walk in there, you kick her fucking door open, you say, if you want to go shopping, you get your ass out of bed right now, you got a half hour to get ready, or you're not going. Shopping or to a movie? Shopping! They had to go shopping for something. First. First, and then we're going to see the movie. So they don't get their shit together till like 1.30. Then they leave. Then they text me at 6. Uh, we're on our way home. <laughs> Want to go see the movie? No. I type back, nope. My wife comes home. Well, we're hungry and blah, blah, blah. And I said, listen, I told you. Look. I wanted to see the movie. Nick, the movie. Their son and I are already eating. eating. If you haven't eaten, too bad. Uh, Well, we can still go at 730 all right, fine. We'll go at 7.30. So we go. Just because I don't want to be a potty pooper. You see 3D then? Or no, the, no. Yeah, I can't stand it. So we go there, and uh, we get assigned seats. We get to our seats, and there's people fucking sitting in them. Oh, so we now, had that too. And I said, hey, we have these seats assigned. <laughs> we'll get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I didn't say that, but I was like very, hey, like in their yeah. face. Oh, hey, sorry, sorry. And it's obvious that they came in from some other movie. Yeah. They didn't have seats. They just thought they'd sit down because nobody was there right. at the matinee. I'm like, you're in our fucking seats. So I'm really irritated already. Move it. So I'm like, so I tell my wife, we go, you deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't want to do a matinee. Everything's on you right now. She's like, it's fine. We'll sit right here. Okay. Well, you're oh. not going to sit in your assigned seats? And I, I, which was fine, because she picked seats that I didn't want to sit in. I want to sit more towards the yeah, aisle. Yeah, but here's what would have gone through my mind. Okay, well, now we're going to sit here when the people that have these seats no, no. come by. Uh, can I finish the story? Okay, I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> so we sit down, and what's going through my mind is, yeah, when the people who bought these seats come, then we got to deal with that. And that's what I said to her. She says, okay. Now it's then two we'll, transactions. Now we'll deal with the other people that we had just calmed down. So now I'm really fucking irritated. Let's do it now that we only have one transaction. So the previews are over. The movie starts. And for the next 20 minutes, Scott, I kid you not, people are still fucking coming in. And you're like, oh, uh, when is the one? When, this? Yeah, exactly. this is the one with our seats. <laughs> here this we go. Right here. And here's what a couple <laughs> walks right up to us, looks at us, then goes to the row behind us and... And he, like, hip-checks the back of my seat. <laughs> so I almost launch into the aisle. He's like, you I turn fucker. around, I'm like, what the f-? You're in our seat, he you goes, oh, face. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You're in our seat, you asshole. Oh, so 
the first part of the movie, my neck is killing me. I'm like, I'm like all worked up. I need a Xanax right there. And the movie, you know, starts out. It's not. It starts out quiet, but quiet. then it goes right into For it. For like two minutes. And then it's like, <laughs> and then I'm, I'm, I'm overwhelmed with action and, and somebody waiting to sit in my seat. Uh, and my son woke up that morning with a fucking pinched nerve. He was crying. He's never had a pinched nerve before. So he thought he was dying, man. Oh, my God. My neck. Oh, I can't turn it. I can't. Oh, ah, ah. <laughs> Did he sleep on it wrong? Yeah. Yeah, it was a pinched nerve. He, he woke up. He was fine. He went back to bed, and then he woke up with this pain. And he goes, it's okay. It's a pinched nerve. So what does my wife do? She thinks she's a chiropractor and tries to crack his oh. neck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch it. So, uh, so did anybody ever come and take your seats? No, nobody it ever. Was the came. guy you think the guy who hit checked you? It was his seats. No idea. That's the theory, right? No idea. It could be. So then, uh, my son in the movie has a lot of parts where it's like quiet and ah, and you jump out of your seat, right? <laughs> every time, wrong. Every time I hear. Like that, my son goes, ah, what's wrong What's wrong with Nathan? And she calls over, what's wrong with you? Every time there's a scary part, I jump in my neck, and I go, and my neck jerks, and it hurts. So he was doing one of those things, like he could turn his head to the right, but if he had to look left, his whole body moved with his head. It was, it was funny, man. <laughs> Three days it took to get that thing worked out. But uh, then everything settled down, and I got into the movie, and it was fine at some point. And then she's like, see, it wasn't that bad. I'm like, oh, No, it was awful. You don't even know. You, you don't no, even know. You have no idea. <laughs> Next time. See, I think I went through the same thing where, oh, they're in her seat. Let's sit somewhere else. And then I went through the same anxiety where everybody oh, that walked no. in the theater... <laughs> Oh, these fuckers are going to come, and there now was, it's two transactions. There was a baby in there, too. There a was baby? A, oh, but the lady Christ. finally took her out, and I said, see, if we don't went to a matinee, but no. <laughs> yeah, we went to a matinee, and we brought uh, Emma. She is PG-13, so Emma came with us. And then we find out that the 2.30 show that we're trying to go to is all premiere. And we're like, well, wait a minute. It's the the whole theater is that premiere theater. Have you ever been in that one? Oh, it's an all premiere theater? No. It's all premiere. So every seat in there is like a huge love seat, but it was oh. all ages. So we just got the tickets anyway. Nice. And we went in there. It was great. And it, there was really nobody in there. And uh, the, the one thing, though, um, my wife... She's not a horror fan. She's not a thriller fan, really. I don't know why she decided that she wanted to go see this movie. So anytime there was any tension or anxiety, <laughs> she would grab my hand. Yeah. And she would fucking dig her nails oh. into my hand. And it, so at the very end, there's the one scene where Brad Pitt, he comes out of this, this room and he walks right through all these zombies. Yeah. And it, the scene lasts, I don't know, it lasts like two minutes. But after the first five seconds, you know that everything's okay, right? Yeah. You remember? Yep. The nails kept digging in. And, like, and I'm what? like, 
I don't. He, he's fine. <laughs> Everything is fine. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> you should have said that right in the film. <laughs> hey. It's gonna be okay. Yeah, it's gonna be okay. You man. Don't have to keep digging your nails in every time a zombie roams by. She should just said, "Hey, what are you trying to do?" <laughs> but she gets all worked yeah. up in those types of movies, and and she, um, you know, you and you mentioned that you like to be a part of the yeah. film. You like to. And when she sees movies, she really, really becomes a part of yeah. the movie. Like if a kid gets injured, she she's out of her mind. Oh, oh my god, that child got injured! Oh, yeah, honey, it's an actor. Oh it's a god. it's a movie. It's a script. Oh, yeah, I got a third movie I saw too. I got to tell you about. It. <laughs> my god. <laughs> I All know. Right, so World War Z, I give it three and a half out of four. Yeah, I, w- I would John. too. Yeah. Uh, like you said, action from it's two minutes of serenity and then action <laughs> <laughs> for the get go. Well, I thought it was pretty clever how he kind of got how the movie concluded and how he got there, and you know his keen ability to observe certain details and put them together, and um, and it makes for a very interesting if there ever is going to part be two. part two, which yeah. I don't think there will be. But um, it, it just was pretty cool. It was pretty cool how they resolved the film. Yes, I, I that was very cool. Um, Tricky. All right, I have to. I have to. Um, can we take a break? Like well, uh, why? I have to go to the bathroom, dude. Uh, why didn't you go before we started? I did, but I'm I, I'm, I just keep well hydrated now that I'm very active. And what? There's something wrong with you, man. I think uh, I need like sh- a minute or two. That's all I need. A minute or two. A minute or two. A minute or two. And when we come back, John, we're going to talk about White House Down because I saw that as well. And what else did you see? Um. Uh, Life of Pi. Li- I saw that one too, man. Yeah. Well, I only I missed like twenty minutes of it, but I read the book. What's that one comedian? What black something black? Black. Yeah. Lewis Black. Lewis Black. Lewis Black. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see if we could play a Lewis Black bit. Lewis Black. Lewis Abalak. Oh, this is an hour. <laughs> an hour. It's. Oh, yeah, everything now they're putting like full. Hey, I got an idea. You got catheter handy? Catheter. Catheter. <laughs> I just listened to um, the catheter cover of. Um, God damn it! What is that band? Um, I can't think of the band. Um, let me think of the song. It was on your CD. You guys, uh, uh, Space Hog. Space Hog. Space Hog. Cover by Catheter. Very well done. Yeah, let me see if, uh, let's see, where is that? Uh, you say Catheter? Catheter. Space, Space Hog. Space Hog. <laughs> Come on, hold it just a little longer. <laughs> cover. It's about a three-minute song. I thought that was very well produced, very well um Done. Yes. I just yeah. heard that on my iPod when I was running at Bussy Woods. 
for eight miles. Uh, yeah, what was it called? Um, space is the place. Space right? is the place. Space yes. is the place. There you go. Space is the place, Scott. <laughs> How did it just go right into the uh, next tune? Because I'm used iTunes and nice. I have it set up to fade. Come around to my way of thinking. Don't you want to want to get along? That's badass sound, isn't it? That is good. I forgot you guys did this song yeah. as well. Dude, man. 
what? That was like 10 years ago. Yeah, wasn't it? 10 years. Whoa. That's crazy, isn't it? That is crazy, dude. That is crazy. I know. I was. Uh, I showed you that picture of my backyard before and after. Right, right. right. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, wow, 2001 is when I bought this house. And now it's 2013, and I put a full second floor on and redid the kitchen and did backyard. the back backyard. I put so much money in this fucking house. Uh, I'll never be able to sell it for what what I put into it. I redid the basement, and now I'm thinking about changing the layout. Really. <laughs> the, yeah, on the first floor, I always wanted it to be an open concept, and my wife was against it, and the builder was on her side, and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, it would be so much better if we just took all the walls down and and uh, changed where the entrance was, so there was more of like a foyer right by the stairs there, because we got that kind of that area that's not used anymore. Mm-hmm. That used it is to be for Christmas. Well, yeah, that's where the tree goes. Um, so yeah, I mean, the tree could still go there even if the door was there. But whatever, it just whatever. the wife's all worked up because I want to spend more money. All right, getting back to movies, John. But it's into the house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you, what you need to do the next money you spend is on the uh, room over the garage, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if. Uh, I was checking around to see in this town, apparently you can't go a certain height. Somehow the neighbor got away with it, and he's got like a pool table and shit up in his. And uh, I'm working on it, but uh, I'm told that you can't go over like 15 feet. Well, you can, but you got to have a zoning meeting. Yeah, and you have to exactly. Have, and people will come and complain, and you have to have more people on your side, and you got to pay somebody right. off. Yeah, it's a whole. Bunch and I don't of think anybody would care because it doesn't obstruct, anybody's, obstruct view. anybody's sight lines. Right. You know, the people behind us have big trees, and they wouldn't even see it. Right. And yeah, whatever. All right, so back to movies, Sean. Now, before we get back to our uh, movies. Um, when I did see World War Z, I had to sit through the fucking Grown Ups 2 preview. <laughs> did you have to watch that? It, I, I was surprised at World War Z, they were doing Grown Ups fucking 2 uh, preview. Did you have to see that? Um, no, I don't I don't recall seeing that. I'm watching that, I'm like, this is just, it's going to be so fucking horrible. And then, I, I didn't see this, but I heard this, that the Grown Ups 1 made over like $200 million. Yeah. That's unfucking believable to me. unfathomable. So I can understand why there's a Grown Ups 2, but it's going to suck as much or more than My the first one. My kids love the first Grown Ups. So then They today, love it! I'm watching um, King of Queens. You ever see that show? King of Queens? Uh, yes. With, uh, who's the guy? Kevin James. Kevin James. So Kevin James. And 271 million to be exact. 271 million. I'm wa- in, an, in a half hour of King of Queens, there's more creativity, there's more funny, there's more everything than the Grown Ups 1 and 2 combined. Yeah. And uh, I just don't get it. I don't get it. But like you said, hey, my kids loved it. They're going to want to see Grown Ups 2. 
I don't know if my kids will want to see it. My what? When we saw Grown Ups one, I'm like, yeah, I have no interest in seeing Grown Ups. And my wife was like, well, let's go. And we went. <laughs> and 15 minutes into it, she's like, yeah, this was a fucking mistake. <laughs> and my kids were even like, eh, yeah, whatever. So I don't know, dude. The happy. Happy Madison Productions, which is Adam Sandler's, every fucking movie is makes money. That's my boy. No, didn't make any money. Uh, here comes the boom. You know, did okay. Forty-two million it cost to make. Sixty-three million it made. Here comes the boom is better than Grown Ups. It's better than any of the yeah. shit Adam Sandler's put out in the last ten years. You know, little Nicky didn't do good, but uh, Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo, seventeen million budget, ninety-two million gross. <laughs> uh, the animal, <laughs> I don't even know what the fucking movie that was. Forty-seven million budget, eighty-four, eighty-five million gross. Joe Dirt, that was the stupidest movie I've ever seen. Seventeen point seven million budget, almost thirty-one million. Come on, you didn't see Billy Madison? Uh, no. You've never seen Billy Madison. See that no, one. No, but and I don't think that's a happy Madison or happy, happy Madison production. Uh, Dickie Roberts, child former former child star, seventeen million budget, twenty three million gross. Fifty first date, seventy five million budget, one hundred ninety six million gross. The longest Drew yard, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, yeah, that was okay. That was okay. Uh, the longest yard. Deuce Bigelow, European gigolo. <laughs> Twenty-two million uh, budget. Forty-five million gross. I mean, what the fuck, Grandma's boy? Twenty-five million, tw- thirty-seven million gross. Here's the. It's the. It's about the principle. So I'm. <laughs> uh, I have the uh, Skyfall um, Blu-ray. I pop that in, watch that movie, and then there's like some extras, and they tell about the making of the movie, and it's the 50th anniversary, and all the thought that went into it, <laughs> and all the fucking right design, and the and you can see every dollar they spend is on screen. Yeah, and what a great movie it is, and and then. These guys just get together, and it's like they sit around and I don't know what they do, and they come up with the dumbass script yeah. on the fucking planet. You don't mess with the Zohan. And they put it on screen, and people spend money and see this, and it lets them make more movies. $202 million gross that don't mess with the Zohan. It's just unbelievable to me. <laughs> Now, I, I kind of like Just Go With It. Did you see that movie? I don't think so. Just Go With It. He's uh, he's trying to pick up this chick. It's a Judd Apatow, Apatow directed this film. Um, uh, what's her fucking name? I'm sorry. It wasn't Judd, Judd Apatow. It was uh, Dennis Duggan, um, who, who directed Grown Ups, <laughs> by the way. Which got two hundred seventy-one million. Um, no, uh, just go with it. Was with Jennifer Aniston, and he—it's like her, his dentist or something. And he fix, uh, convinces her to be his wife for a reunion or something. No, he's tr- he's trying to hook up with some chick. 
yeah, he's a successful plastic surgeon in Los Angeles who, who feigns unhappy marriages to get women and to avoid romantic commitment. So basically, he fakes being married to chicks and then says, yeah, it's going bad to hook up with another chick just so he doesn't have to... So you can bang this chick and not stay with her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, see, that whole premise, I'm not fucking interested in that. <laughs> but it was pretty good. It was it was pretty funny. Um, Unbelievable, man. Zookeeper, $169 million it made. Here's what I want to know. Bucky it's- Larson. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Born to be a star. $10 million invested. Made $2.5 million. Ah, it's one bomb. <laughs> Jack and Jill, $150 mil. Invested? No, that's what they made oh, on $80 mil investment. Christ. That's my boy. Here's what that's I want to That's a bomber. Know. When you're sitting down with Adam Sandler, when you're, you're Adam Sandler's <laughs> friend, and you're drinking beer, and you're saying, you're looking back on your career, is he... <laughs> Is he proud of his career? Is he like, yeah, I'm fuck I'm a I'm like Jerry fucking Lewis of my generation. I'm a comedic fucking genius. <laughs> the box office proves that. Or does he think, yeah, I, I am I am so fortunate. It's unbelievable. I could put out the biggest piece of shit and people will still come and see it. Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo, Roger Ebert, zero stars. Well, that Bucky Larson, that got like zero on Rotten Tomato. It's one of the lowest yeah. rated movies of all fucking time. How about the hot chick? <laughs> I don't know. The hot chick. <laughs> Rob Schneider, he's the hot chick. <laughs> Roger, right, Roger Ebert gave it 0.5. <laughs> let's move All on. Right. Uh, so I saw White House down there, John. Um, yes. I enjoyed it. Now, when I'm. Uh, the other big news that came out this week is The Lone Ranger came out. Have you seen The Lone Ranger? No. I have no interest in seeing The Lone Ranger. The Long, Long, <laughs> Long Ranger? <laughs> is that the porno <laughs> that you're referred to? <laughs> With Johnny Depp and, uh, <laughs> and Army the, Hammer, that's what they could. That's my porn name, the Long Ranger. <laughs> I'm looking at IMDb. The Lone Ranger gets six point seven. White House Down gets six point three. Oh, so I might want to go see the Lone Ranger because I enjoyed White House Down. Yeah, it's all about expectations, John. <laughs> I went into this movie thinking, okay, it's Channing Tating, and uh, who do they got? Jamie Foxx is president. And it's about the White House being overtaken and uh, Channing Tatum. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. I saw um, Olympus Has Fallen. Which is the same the premise? Same, same thing, yeah. Who's in that? It's, uh, what the fuck, the guy from 300. Oh, right, uh, Gerard yeah. Butler. Butler. Yeah, yeah. He's like a washed up... Uh, he takes blame for the president's wife being killed, and uh, he's the only one that can save everyone when uh, some terrorists take over the White House. It's the same deal. It's yeah. not. It's not terrorists. It's kind of an internal deal, yeah, right? But they take over the White House, and uh, I just liked it. I liked the the way they set it up, and. Um, 
there's really some sappy parts in it, but my expectations were you're going to see uh, explosions in action, and uh, so I was okay with that. And Channon Tating is very yeah. good. He's very good. He's funny. <coughs> Jamie Foxx is funny as the president. <laughs> There's funny stuff going on, and uh, James Woods is the uh, is the villain. Nice. And he's good, and. Uh, there's there's one thing like logically makes no fucking sense whatsoever, but it's like the the centerpiece of the whole movie. For for whatever reason, whoever is in charge decides that they have to blow up the White House. I have no idea why they come to this decision. There's no reason for it whatsoever. But this is one of the the central points of the movie is these planes are going to come in and blow up the fucking White House. With a bunch of people still in it. Yeah. So that's the one thing that nobody is going to be able to explain. Why they would order that strike. There's no reason for it whatsoever. Uh, But other than that, um, it was funny. It was action. A lot of explosions. A lot of gunfire. Um, I thought it was good. I liked it. I would recommend it. I give it three out of four Spiny Normans. Nice. And so I get, I see a 6.3 rating, and then I see The Lone Ranger has a 6.7. Do I want to go see The Lone Ranger? But the reviews for The Lone Ranger... Like, when I saw the reviews for White House Down, it was like, yeah, this movie is shit, but Jamie Foxx and Tandem Chating are, are good. <laughs> they have good chemistry, and they're good. And I'm like, all right, well, I like those two actors, and, and so it lowered my expectations. The reviews for Lone Ranger are like, what the fuck were they thinking? Yeah. This is the most miserable Worst. piece of shit I've ever seen since grown-ups. Um, and I just, nothing can lower my expectations that much where I want to pay to see that movie. Yeah. You know? Because it, it doesn't have Channum Tating in it. Right. See Down- what I'm saying? Download it. <laughs> <laughs> then go see it if hey, it's good when enough. are we going to see This is the End? I know. It's not going to be in the theater much longer. As soon as it's over. No, I, I don't know. You want to go tonight? No. I got I got to go to work tomorrow, man. I got to be up at 6 a.m. I got a real job. I would still go tonight. <laughs> you, could go, you could work your job in your sleep. I can, because I'm so good at it. Yeah, well, I got to deal with people. People. Deal with people. <laughs> Problems. I only have to deal with one person tomorrow. So I saw Life of Pi. Life of Pi. Yeah. It's a uh, it's a story based on a book that um, it's about this uh, Indian guy who uh, he this novelist meets this Indian man Pi Patel who his name was he was named after a swimming pool in France the Piscine Molitor. Um, Too much detail. Well, anyway, anyway, they call him pissing in school. So he changed his name to Pi, and he explains that in the film. Uh, His his dad owns a zoo, family owns a zoo, uh, and he's fascinated by this Bengal tiger named Richard Parker. And, well, this is important. I tell you some of these details, because we decided to watch it as a movie night with the kids, (laughs) And the scene, his dad's like, what are you doing trying to feed this tiger? Well, the tiger looked in my eyes and he seemed very friendly. 
I thought I'd feed him some meat by hand. So his dad grabs a goat and puts him in front of the cage and says, watch this tiger eat this goat, and then you tell me if this doesn't freak you out. So he makes his kids stand there and watch this tiger snatch a goat from between the bars and snap the goat in half and drag him in. And my kids are like, and my wife, oh, my God. Oh, I don't want to watch this movie. Well, he's uh, he's very interested in God at some point. He's he's raised Hindu and a vegetarian, uh, but he wants to know about Christianity and Islam. So he starts following all three religions because he wants to love God. And his mom says, you know, let him be. But his dad's an, a rationalist and tries to get him to think rationally and stop having your head in the clouds and. And uh, anyway, so at some point they have to move uh, the zoo, so they got to sell the the zoo animals, um, and they're going to Canada. And on the way there, uh, a, there's a tsunami or something, and it hits the side of the boat, and everybody's tossed overboard. And he ends up on a lifeboat with uh, a zebra, a hyena. And the Bengal tiger. And this whole thing, he's the rest of the movie, he's talking about this Bengal tiger, uh, the hyena, and the zebra. Well, the hyena jumps out of nowhere. The zebra had broken his leg jumping into the boat, and the hyena just starts, you know, biting chunks off of the zebra to the horror of my wife and daughter. Oh, my God. My daughter's crying, and she's bawling. And uh, at some point, the tiger comes out and kills the hyena, and um, and uh, he has to figure out a way while he's at sea for like 118 days or something how to survive, how to catch fish, how to make friends with this wild animal uh, on this lifeboat and uh, and it's all at the end it's like a metaphor um, the story is it, it's 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 a really cool movie the movie's very um, visual very, very visual there's a lot of kind of hallucinations going on in the movie there's um he prays to God the whole time, and at the end, he 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 kind of makes a point as as to there this the film ends up in two separate stories about what happened, and you know I don't want to spoil it, but there is a, uh, a kind of like a a weird lesson to it, like how would you rather know what happened? really fancifully and make-believe fantasy or the reality. And, yeah, some people would, like, prefer the reality, but others might. It's a, it's a, jag, it's a jagged pill to swallow, but sometimes, uh, you know what they say, a little teaspoon of honey makes the medicine go down, or is it sugar? Whatever. Sometimes uh, it's better to sugarcoat things to deal with them, so to speak. Um, 
so I, I really thought it was cool. Um, my wife and daughter were bawling through about, uh, I'd say, 40% of the movie because of the, the animal killings that went on. Oh, was there a monkey in there, too? I think there was a monkey, too. Yeah, uh, there was. Yeah. I forgot there was an orangutan. Orangutan, the, yeah. Uh, did you see the movie? I did. I, I missed okay. about 20 minutes of it, but I had read the book, so I knew oh, okay. what was happening. Um, and we saw it with my son, and he is he is all about animals. And yeah. he, he didn't show really any emotion during the movie. And I kept looking at him to. I was waiting for him to, <laughs> to do that because he's he's all into animals. But uh, like a week after we saw it, he made a comment about Life of Pi is the worst movie I have ever seen, <laughs> and I never <laughs> want to see another movie like that ever, ever wow. again. Because he didn't like the animals being killed. Yeah, he didn't like any of that. Yeah, my my daughter was like, "This is the worst movie ever." They they had the same feeling at the end of the movie. I was uh, enlightened a little bit, and uh, at the same time, um, uh, it was it was very you know that new TV we have is the visual is is striking. We turned all the lights off and made popcorn. My wife and I were just going to watch it. Um, and then the kids smelled the popcorn, and they came creeping up from the basement. Oh, and they had no interest in watching this movie. Every time we brought it up as a family movie, and I said, fuck it, we'll just watch it. And then they show up, and they couldn't take their eyes off it, even during the really bad parts uh, with the animal slayings, because um, they were pretty brutal. They were very... Like you see in the wild, you know, they weren't just, you know, quick kills. That zebra one went for a while, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the message at the end? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I I had read the book, so I let me think. When I read the book, um. Yeah, I, I guess you and I see it differently, and I can't say anything without giving it away. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right. But we think it differently about it. You think it's sugar-coated. I think it's delusional. It's a way of coping. Yeah, that's what I mean. Right. That's yeah. what I mean. I'm not saying that it's purposely... It's It's like the jagged pill. It's like the uh, sugar to help the medicine go down. It's the only way... Um, he can deal with the reality, right? The the trauma, yeah, yeah. Which is which was such a surprise because I thought, oh, this is just a crazy kooky story, you know, the salt water and the sun and and made him hallucinate and all this stuff. And at the end, when he had to tell a different story, and then they open the file, and it's like, oh. Uh-huh, I see. Um, so, yeah, it was it was very fascinating. It was a very good film. Yes. I liked the narration by the guy. I had trouble understanding him a couple times. <laughs> His very thick accent. So, yeah, I'd give it three and a half. I give it, th- I give it th- three. Three. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, John. I think that's all with movies. Yeah. Movies. Oh, the other thing that happened while we were out is the Supreme Court ruled on DOMA. Is that it? DOMA? Yeah. Defense of Marriage Act. The Defense of Marriage Act says a marriage should only be between a man and a woman, and that was at the federal level. Is that right? Yes! And so somebody challenged that, and the Supreme Court ruled that that is unconstitutional. That uh, if a man and a, wants to marry another man Wrong. or woman and woman, that's Wrong. fine. Wrong. Um, so that was a pretty big story. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard this, but Pat Robertson had some words to say about that. Are you ready for that eventuality, John? Uh, no, because you didn't ask me to test it. I asked you if you're going to have any sound, and oh, no, I don't I don't remember that. You asked me that? I must not have had my Mm -hmm. headphones on. So I can, uh, let me hit play. We're going to do a test right now. Yeah. There you go. All sides on this issue say what the court has done here is important, but it certainly does not decide the question of gay marriage for all of America. Paul Strand, CBN News, reporting from the Supreme Court. Well, Jay Luck, uh, Sekulow for the American Center for Law and Justice is with us now. Jay, let me ask you about Anthony Kennedy. Does he have some clerks who happen to be gays? <laughs> gays? Well, I have no idea. I, I think what uh, Justice Kennedy did, if you look at a series of cases that he's been involved in, um, he has taken the view that uh, sexual orientation is a special class. Uh, so this is consistent with his opinions. I wanted to ask you, too, about what happened yesterday. A lot of people said it was such a sad day for America with the Supreme Court, you know, overturning Oh, Rome. yeah, for America. And a lot of people said, you know, well, look what happened to Rome. Are we headed mm-hmm. in yes. that direction? Oh, 50, my God. Was it 55 million aborted babies since Roe versus Wade? Bible taken out of the school, prayer taken out of the school, uh, secularism on the rise, and now uh, homosexuality, which was called an abomination in the Bible, has been given the status of a constitutionally protected class, and a justice of the Supreme Court saying anybody who's against this lifestyle is somehow bigoted or biased or whatever term he used. But let's the, use asshole. The, the defenders of traditional lifestyle and biblical values are going to be uh, marginalized very quickly. They are already and, and looked upon as bigots. And, you know. Yeah. Well, the debate continues. Well, it, it's going to be, uh, unfortunately, uh, on this one, it's been cast as a civil rights struggle. And it's no longer a moral issue. It's civil rights. And once you say civil rights, then you look back to Martin Luther King and others and you say, well, we've got to stand for the oppressed. Well, so the that's what's happening. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, your liberties are in danger because read the Bible about Sodom and Gomorrah. That's where the term comes from, sodomy. Look what happened to Sodom after a while. <laughs> there wasn't any other way, and God did something pretty drastic. <laughs> so Pat is predicting, because of this, that uh, he's going to turn a town into salt? The Lord is going to do that? Yeah. Everybody's going to be salt? It's too much salt. salt. That's Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Is that the story? Uh, I don't know. And somebody ran out of town, and the wife looked back, and because she looked back, she was turned into salt, but the husband didn't look back, and he kept running. Because in Sodom and Gomorrah, they were having orgies, and there was homosexuality, and all sorts of stuff going on there. 
And the Lord was like, I'm going to make an example of them. So in 2013, Pat Robertson will know what's happening. He'll know what's going on. It's not a civil rights issue. It's a moral issue because homosexuality is an abomination. It's so uh, uh, laughable to me. He, he, he says, he calls himself a bigot, uh, but he, he doesn't understand that he's yeah, a bigot. Yeah. He's so dumb. He's but, so dumb. But there's other abominations. Obam- abominations. <laughs> Obama. Abominations. Abominations. That's right. There are. Uh, like unclean things, idols. What about the crucifix? Huh? Yeah, what That's about two, women? Two Corinthians, what right there. What about women teaching? Cheating. Yeah, cheat, whatever. Right. What about yeah. adulterers and they should be stoned? And what about... A proud look. Not getting tattoos. A and lying tongue. What about not preaching in the public? Hands that shed innocent blood, like wars. And eating shellfish, for God's yeah. sakes. A wicked, scheming heart. Sweet baby Jesus. What feet, about all that stuff? What about feet that are quick to sin? Yeah. yeah. Who would know? A false witness that speaks lies. <laughs> I mean, it's so ridiculous. The people base their lives on a fucking fairy tale. I never, I don't get it. I don't get it, John. Condemning the just is an abomination. Proverbs seventeen fifteen. Yeah. Refusing to hear the law. Prayers of the rebel, eating flesh of peace offerings on the third day. Only some same-sex acts, Scott, in Leviticus and Deuteronomy. Only some? Yeah. Only some, not all. How about that? Yeah. Where is it here? Is gay prejudice taught in the Bible? Do you want to believe what the Bible says, or do you want to have been taught what it says? What is what is it? What is, oh, jeez. Here we go. What does it say, Scott? I don't know. I'm looking. Oh, there's too much to read. That's ah, too much to read. Can't they just, like, abbreviate it for dummies like me? For the love of Job. Wearing clothes of the opposite sex. Deuteronomy 22.5. Yeah. How about that? Offering an imperfect animal to God as a sacrifice. That's an abomination. You better make sure that animal's perfect before you stab it. How would you even know? I don't know. Eating unclean things. Like muddy? I guess. Offering human sacrifice. You know, robbery, that's one. Murder, adultery. Duh. Oppression of others, particularly the poor or the vulnerable. I guess that doesn't matter for Wall Street. They could care less. Violence. Breaking vows. Lending with interest to a brother. Lying with a menstruous woman. So if you bang a chick that's on her period, that's it. Abomination. Hardness of heart. Incest. Yeah. Yeah. Those are those are abominations. Moving on to um, 
Let's see, do I have any other religion? Wow, where'd that come from? Religion. Religion. Oh. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the religion of peace, right? You know what that is, John? No. That's the Muslim religion. Here's a story out of Pakistan. Two teenagers' sisters shot dead because they were dancing. How about that? Those dancing bitches. The police suspect that the murders were ordered by the sister's stepbrother to restore the family's honor. Two teenage sisters have been shot dead because they danced in the rain. 15 and 16. Uh, they made it to YouTube. And their mother was also shot. The, Whoa. The three were killed by five gunmen. They suspect that the murders were ordered by the sister's stepbrother to restore the family's honor. How about that? Religion of peace. There's another story that the Taliban went in and shot like 30 people at a school because they were teaching young girls. They were giving young girls an education. Yeah, yeah that's... Uh, that's a religion. Here's of peace an idea. Take the troops out now. Yeah, how about that? Let's get them out now. And then you got that shit going on in Egypt where you got uh, a democratically elected Muslim Brotherhood, basically. And then the military is like, fuck this. Then they want to take over. So they oust the guy. And now what? Now who's going to be in charge? An abomination. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Abomination. Did you hear uh, Sarah Palin wants to start a third party? I did not hear yeah. that. What was that part? We're still on religion, John. Oh, I'm sorry. Did we move into politics? I, well, she is kind of religious. That's true. Is her third party based on... Uh, Judeo-Christian uh, values? Uh, probably. I don't know. Probably. The Freedom Party. So. The freedom to um, make us all believe in Christianity? Yeah, exactly. That's it. Take the prayer out of the schools. <laughs> all right. So what about the third party? It's the Freedom Party. What else? The Gaysons. The gay. How do I, how do I become a member of the Freedom Party? Uh, and will it well, allow me to f- the freedom to spoon you if I want to? Well, Sarah Palin might uh, be able to offer a haven for conservatives with a libertarian streak, frustrated as the Republican mainstream inches further and further away from the Tea Party planks. The former Alaska governor turned VP and nominee turned talking head indicated Monday night. During a Fox News appearance, Palin answered a Twitter question from a viewer about whether she'd open be open to creating a freedom party with conservative radio host Mark Levin if the Republican Party continues to ignore conservatives. Seeming keen on the suggestion, Palin said emphatically, I love the name of that party, the Freedom Party. Uh, if the GOP continues to back away from planks in our platform from the principles that built this party of Lincoln and Reagan, then yeah, she said of the idea, more and more of us are going to start saying, you know, what's wrong with being an independent? 
kind of person. Wait, you know, what's wrong with being an independent? (laughs) Kind of with the libertarian streak much of us have. In other words, we want government to back off and not infringe upon our rights. I think there will be a lot of us who start saying, GOP, if you abandon us, what we have, we have nowhere else to go except to become more independent and not enlisted in one or the other of the private majority parties that rule in our nation. Palin continued, remember, these are private parties and no one forces us to be enlisted in either party. Well, the GOP is over, uh, if you ask me, because they they got hijacked by the Tea Party, and uh, they they cannot get out of the Dark Ages with this anti-abortion, this anti-homo, um, all this bullshit. And so now they're going to be split up into whatever that becomes. The GOP yeah. and the Freedom Party and the Tea Partiers, they're all splitting off into these different factions. And they're done. They're over. That's just my opinion. Who knows? Yeah. I have no idea what will happen. Now she's all bent out of shape, and I guess everybody else is. John Kerry was on his yacht in Nantucket over the holiday uh, while Egypt erupted into chaos. What do they want him to do? I don't know. The State Department, which originally denied that Kerry was out sailing, finally corrected the record, saying the Secretary of State was on the yacht briefly on Wednesday. Fox News' Hume wondered if that administration would have happened at all without photographic proof, while others wondered why the State Department would lie over such a seemingly minor detail. Sarah Palin called out Kerry for his crime in a lengthy Facebook post. Uh, The whole thing is worth reading, but her concern is the cover-up, something that comes a little too easily to the Obama administration. The Obama nation. Which may be true. Uh, She's got a point there. Um, But I really don't think John Kerry jumping on a yacht and sailing around for a day is anything. I don't know why that's such a big deal. I think somebody going, oh, no, that didn't happen. Why would you say it? Why wouldn't you just go, yeah, he was out in the boat. So fucking what? He's taking a day off. Yeah, what do you? What is he going to do? Anyway? What is he going to do over in Egypt? Like run over there and John Kerry? Hey, we, stop it! In the U.S., we don't listen to John yeah, Kerry. So why would Egyptians <laughs> listen to him? <laughs> uh, I mean, she, her of all people, shouldn't talk about somebody lying when she fucking lied. About just about everything she talked about when she was running for uh, as a running mate. Oh no, I was all against the bridge to nowhere, and they got all this evidence that she was all for it. Never gave the money back, uh, and then you know shit like uh, that whole thing with the the uh, state trooper and all of her bullshit. Oh, yeah, I read lots of magazines. Name one. Oh, you know, just all the ones Yeah, that you read. You're a total asshole, Katie Couric. You're the media. The, yeah. That's why we're, the country's going downhill. Because you ask questions. Yeah, that I can't that's answer. That's a gotcha question. That is a gotcha. 
What do you read? Ah, well, I got your question right there, huh? Uh, do you use the toilet ever to urinate? Ah, got your question, I bet. She's a fucking wacko. All right, John, moving on to science news. Science news, John. Science. I don't know if you've heard this, but um, a new study suggests that 60 billion planets, 60 billion, just in our galaxy, that's the Milky Way, could support life, John. Whoa. Because they're in the Goldilocks zone. How about that? Whoa. That doesn't mean it's uh, intelligent life. Like you and me. It could be like life like Marty or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Blah, 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 blah. That's pretty pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. Another science news. I was born in America. Have you heard this, John? No. testicles have taste receptors. Did you hear that? I did. I've, I've heard that one of our listeners put us on to that. Why don't you give him some credit? Taste receptors. Who was that? Who who turned us on to that? On what, Facebook? Yeah. I found this on my own, John. Oh, sorry. Because I do, uh, as part of prep for the show, I, I look for science stories. And when I see a science story with testicles in it... You gotta have I it. I bookmark it. You see what I'm saying? You gotta have it. Yes, I gotta have it. S- especially if they're tasty. Taste receptors, the proteins responsible for our ability to taste salt... Sweet and it was, bitter foods. It was William Raddick on Bad Skeptic. Just aren't on our tongues. That's right. Hold on. Uh, recent search. Er, <laughs> recent research. Find they're present all over the body. Recent searchers from the mouth to the tetanus. Nice. They've been found in the stomach, intestines, pancreas, lungs, brain. Uh, we really don't know why they're there, but they're there. They're just not turned on. So we have them. They're all over our body, but they're dormant. Can you imagine if they were turned on in your anus and you had to taste your shit? <laughs> Put some peppermint oil on your <laughs> anus and you'll taste it. Your anus will be on fire. Yes. So shut up! Um, so that new research was published on July 1st. How about that? One of our listeners uh, pointed out uh, he's got that bad skeptic blog. Yes, that's William. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he pointed that he, he put this in Soviet Russia, Russia, balls taste you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. and, and then one of our listeners, Phil... Um, the bass player posted uh, Atheists unveil a monument next to the Ten Commandments in Florida In the Florida co- courthouse How about that? That's great That is cool I bet you somebody got their panties in a bunch of them Oh that. yeah I forgot this celebrity story, John You did? Yes, I have a celebrity story I forgot Have you ever watched The View? Do you know what The View yeah. is? Yeah I think we've played The View on our show before Yes Joy Behar is leaving The View. Did you know that? Oh, no. She's the Republican chick. I'm not sure who she is, but do you know who they're considering replacing her with? No. Jenny McCarthy is in talks to replace Joy Behar. Oh, no. Joy Behar is the comedian chick. Yes, comedian. 
She's the like redhead. Redhead. She's leaving. They're going to have Jenny McCarthy oh. replace Joy Behar. Now, so I'm I'm looking at the story. <laughs> Jump the shark. And I'm like, yeah, they can really dumb it down even some more having her on. And then I found this story that in 2010, did you know this? I didn't know this. So Jenny McCarthy is this anti-vaccine person. Because her son has autism. Yeah. And she thinks her son, the autism was caused by vaccine, and she has no science background, whatever. Uh, she just started saying that vaccines are bad. Stop vaccinating your kids. Uh, it, my son has autism. Did you know this? In 2010, she came out and said, yeah, it turns out my son doesn't have autism. Right. Yeah, we did a story on that. Did we? I yeah. don't remember mm-hmm. that. It yep. was news to me yep. today. Yeah. I must have forgot completely about that. But her son didn't even have... He had some other neurological thing. Yeah, some Japanese... That they grow out of. Kids grow out of. So all these signs that she thought were autism, he grew out of it. So now he makes eye contact. He can talk to people. Yeah. It was some like um, uh, slow neurological development that he's now... I have no idea what, what he'll be like as an adult, but he's... He doesn't exhibit those these autism signs anymore, so he never fucking had autism. But guess what? She's still anti-vaccine. Did you know that? No. Yeah. Well, I always knew she was anti-vaccine, but I didn't know in 2010 she figured out her son didn't even fucking have autism. <laughs> Wouldn't you rethink yeah. everything when that happened? No, you're embarrassed because you're, you're so fucking dumb. So now they're going to have her on The View, which is just a bunch of women uh, giving their opinions about uh, current events. And I got to tell you, I think it's a nice move because I'd watch it if I was running through the channels and The View came on. If Joy Behar's on it, I'm like, yeah, I'll see what else is on. If Jenny McCarthy's on it, I'm going to see what kind of crazy shit she's going to talk about. And she's pretty goddamn attractive. Tell you that right now, John. Yeah, she's been in Penthouse or Playboy or Playboy, something. Playboy, John. Playboy. Naked. Naked. Uh, she had no clothes on. We move. Did we move to politics? Oh, Phil's not coming tonight. No, no. Um, well, then who's that at the door? <laughs> I have no idea. You get these. Oh, well, now you got to go run over oh, there. Come on. Do, well, I gotta, go I sign gotta, for it. Can't we just ignore it? It they, might be my fireworks for next year. <laughs> go get it. Go I on. think they're just dropping packages. Go off. get the package. Last week I went over to the door and the guy was running back to his truck. Go over there. All right. God damn it. I got a show to do. Hey! <laughs> Dude, just slam the door on the guy. Did you sign it? What is it? Is it my Playboy subscription? I, was, I don't know. It was Ding Dong Ditch. I don't know. Did, Ding did Dong they, Ditch. Did they shit in a bag and start it on fire again? No, no, but there was nobody there uh, when I went there. All right. All right, Maybe so there's moving ghosts. on. Um, the last story I have, John, uh, we're going to revisit the W. The W. I got some audio here, John. The W. The W. And it goes like this. I don't know if you know this, but uh, President Homobomination was in Africa. At the same time, the W was in the Africa there. And they hooked up in Tanzania. 
Tanzania. Tanzania. Tanzania. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, where's the video? Come on. I'm looking at pictures. Where's the video? I've had Pic- this all queued up. Pictures. Pictures. You two. Here we go. Together here in Africa. What did you talk about when the cameras weren't rolling? What a big pain the press is. <laughs> no, you probably agreed entirely with that. <laughs> we just chatted about his trip. I, he's at the end of the trip. I remember how tired I used to get. And it's fuzzy mad. I said, you got to be kind of worn out. And he said, well, he's had a great trip looking forward to getting back home and uh i asked him about his little girls were they, were they having a good time he said because i remember bringing our daughters on some of these trips and how meaningful it was to be with them but Touch they didn't it. sit around hash out policy did, did you talk to him not much, much at all no nah, i okay. talked to my dad he's busy, <laughs> he's busy. <laughs> and i'm retired <laughs> and, and then you had this extraordinary moment with first lady michelle obama yeah that was really great you that's, have an opportunity to no, speak Barbara. to your parents <laughs> I always think it looks Laura really Bush. great for our country, for our presidents and first ladies to be well, together, to whatever their parties are. I think it's a really good example for the world. There's something that That's you and President Obama That's have in common, and that is that you are both, it seems to me, a lot more popular in Africa than you are back home. Because <laughs> <laughs> we married extraordinary true. women. Well, that's true, too. Uh, and that's true. Right. And what do you make of that? You're greeted like something of a rock star here. He had these massive crowds like, like you've seen. Yeah. I mean, what, what's behind that? It's We're fuzzy man. We represent a great country. People admire America, and Africans are thrilled with the idea that American taxpayers funded programs that save lives. One of those programs, the President's Emergency Plan for AIDS Relief, PEPFAR. Yes, and we talked about the President's AIDS Relief, and that's the only thing that I can... <laughs> figure out it, it was a positive thing that yeah. came out of the w regime and he talks to his dad yes it's good to know talk to my dad doesn't he I seem to my dad now that he's retired he's kind of falling back into he seems more hick like do you get yeah that from the way he talks talk like this yeah talk like i do rocket touch it <laughs> don't touch it i'm from texas don't mess with texas <laughs> thank you thank you thank you thank you <laughs> well, it's good to hear from the. Let's hear you ever, a little bit, a little bit more. From you ever the hear him like start his car? Yes. I mean, I, 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 uh, 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 <laughs> that's the Bushmobile. Done as much for Africa as you did. That he's a neglected Africa. Is that a bad rap? President Obama cares deeply about whether or not people there from the continent of Africa. Uh, all I can tell you is, is that the State Department, under his leadership, uh, and under the leadership of Secretary Clinton, has been incredibly helpful in our efforts to deal with cervical cancer. How about uh, that? It doesn't surprise me that presidents get criticized. <laughs> you saw that every once in a while. Yeah, that needs to not be for me, of course, John. Uh, so, so, so what do you make? I know you're not into psychoanalysis. Some, these are your critics who, who say that, that all this Africa work you're doing, that a big part of it is you're trying to make up for mistakes you made in Iraq. Or Don't Iraq. say I'm too late. What do you say to that? Let them continue to babble. <laughs> not true. I'm trying to think of the proper word. And email your old Absurd dad once in a while, will you? Now, I saw a journalist in Zambia <laughs> asked you... You're stepping on the W. I'm sorry. Come on, man. The word he was trying to think of was disassemble. We just tell truth. Yeah. I could have a beer with the W. Yeah. I see it all the time. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he was a great guy to hang around with. Um, 
we talked about it before, man. There's there should be. I think there's a movie out or documentary about Cheney. <laughs> there was a there's a scene in uh, in uh, oh, what's it fucking called? Game Change, where they're sitting around. It's uh, Steve Schmidt. It's the original campaign manager and an- another guy that helped vet Palin. And they're talking about uh, how Cheney ripped into the choice of Palin. And they said, oh, yeah, we, we when we lose Cheney, you know, his moral high ground, we're screwed. <laughs> and they said, you think he has trouble drinking uh, with that Darth Vader mask on? That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was pretty funny. I talked to Vice President Cheney. I talked to Vice President Cheney. Yeah. How about this breaking news, John? Randy Travis in critical condition. Critical. Randy, really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. He's in critical condition, man. I'm opening up the story now. It's a Texas hospital after being admitted Sunday, according to a press release from his publicist. Complications of a recent acquired... Acquired <laughs> viral cardiomyopathy. 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 It's a weakness of the heart muscles caused by a viral infection. Ooh, yeah. A friend of mine's father had that. They uh, he was having all kinds of issues, and they opened his chest up, and they said it was like his heart was surrounded by ground beef. And they had to cut it all away. Ugh. And he bounced back from it. And it, what killed him was he had, uh, I want to say leukemia, but I'm not sure. And he had a bone marrow transplant. And what actually killed him was sleep apnea. Wow. Yeah. All right, on that upbeat note. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> We bring 280 to a close. 280 to a close. 280 comes to a close. Wow. Show. All right, so upcoming gigs. You have uh, July 27th at Excuses. That's <laughs> yeah, thanks for being my publicist. August 3rd in Woodstock. July. August 16th, uh, Friday. That's at the Lee Street uh, something or other. And you'll be back at the Beacon in September. Boy, I wish you were my manager. <laughs> that is out of sight, John. Out of sight. And I'm going to Vegas, John. Yeah. Let's see. We'll do one more show before I go to Vegas, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you can't go to Fat Mustard's uh, Friday, huh? We'll see how it goes. We'll I don't, see. I don't we'll think see. so. I don't think so. The shame of it all is uh, the stuff that I do is hard to teach people, you know? Yes. Um, there's just some things that you do in your job that just come natural and trying to show somebody how to do it. You can show them how to go through the motions. They can do the motions. If they enjoy doing it. Right. And they like to do it. And they, but the questions that they have, um, some people just don't have the ability to solve problems on their own. I don't know if it's a fear of doing it or if it's... Uh, Incapable? Yeah. 
just the they just don't have the ability to think through something. I don't know. Um, I've documented highly without actually making videos and having a robot move their hand on the mouse to certain things. It's just I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, if I can get out, I will. If I, I doubt it, though. I doubt it. All right, then. 280, right? 280, John, 280. comes to a close. All right, well, that's it for this week. I'm John. And I'm Scott. Say goodnight, Scott. Goodnight, Scott. Listening to John and Scott. A total talk nonsense.